0: Big shock.
1: Shock. shock Oh wait, they are the Mets They are the Mets, yeah Sorry all you New Yorkers out there that want to be different and not cheer for the Yankees <laughs>
2: it says, Is that the, all the alternative Yankees? <laughs> That's right The hipster Yankees Okay. Like,
1: oh, you like the Yankees? Well you like the Yankees? Oh, I'm gonna cheer for the Mets. Everybody in
2: Brooklyn who cheers for the Mets.
3: Yeah. Tribalism, yeah, within the city.
0: Oh, it's Mets all actually had a lot of fans in New York in the seventies. Yeah. Things changed. Well, they did better, the Yankees the Yankees have a long, long history, but they also would have peaks and valleys in terms of popularity. Okay. And the seventies was a dry time for them. I remember, like, in my neighborhoods, nobody nobody liked the Yankees. Everybody talked about the Mets. Huh? And then, uh, yeah. What neighborhood did you live in? Long Island.
2: Right on the island. Do you, do you know what town? What, what, what? Do you remember what town? Yes, I do. What was it?
0: I don't say it on air.
3: Okay, fine.
1: Because <laughs> they're going to go there and get you. Mr. You're... Journalist. I was just curious. He's
3: willing to talk where he's at. He doesn't want to tell you where he's from. Right,
2: exactly. Mm. <laughs> they'll go back and change his history. When they go back in time, they'll screw up with him and screw around with him. You gotta be cut you gotta come back with me, everybody. Something's gotta be done about your Andy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs>
2: so much has to be done. Isn't that true?
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's not you, per se, Andy, it's your kids. Something's gotta be done about your kids.
3: That too. <clears throat> We've gotta save them from you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome folks, this is Geek Shock number 397, I'm Master Targo, 80s Jeff, Commander K, Fact Check Dandy, Maple Leaf Matt, and we're here to talk Week and Geek. Uh, we're also going to talk uh, Spider-Man Homecoming spoilers, but we'll save that at the end of the show, that way if you have not seen Spider-Man yet, uh, you can join us, or rejoin us. Uh, once you have. So we'll give you plenty of warning before we enter that discussion. I loved it when a Hulk showed up. Yeah. Oh,
0: sh- wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh damn, damn it. it. Just, ah, just I a thought the spoilery. show was over. <sighs>
5: Which you joke about that, but uh, he actually was in the film. And
1: not
0: wow. Any, and, well, <laughs> and not just any Hulk, Red Hulk. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I thought I was just joking, but Jeff actually clarified that.
3: Jeff's got an in. Mm. Uh, I haven't any any. I thought say. you
0: meant like a tavern.
3: So, gentlemen, what <laughs> geeky things you do this week? Well, Jeff's Tavern. Welcome to Jeff's. Yeah, yeah. That's where the all parking is ample.
0: That's where all the <laughs> adventurers meet up to get their new ah uh, <laughs> uh, yes. campaign going.
3: Yes, it's got a it's got a hole that leads to a 100 level dungeon that's you have to pay five gold to go down. <laughs> yeah. Doors open.
1: There's Jeff polishing like a mug or a whatever. How was the pocket? Ample. <laughs>
3: Welcome to Jeff's yawning portal. Jeez.
1: Whoa. <laughs> I heard him described
2: by somebody as being what was the, what was a phrase? Very detail oriented. Very detail oriented, which seemed to be Yep, that yes. hits it right on the yeah. head. Yeah. That yeah. explains it. So,
5: gentlemen, what did you do this week? Oh, that? I watched Gallivant, all of it. The musical. I did. I loved the first season and then I suddenly like Started recording the second season and then somehow lost it on our DVR. It's I all think that was oh well, okay. It, I, I think th- that was the, about the time our, our original DVR crapped out. During the grand I, purge. Yeah, and then you know we got the new one and they weren't able to transfer anything over. But uh, how how was the second? season? It was
1: great. The
2: second season was even crazier than the first one. That's um, cool. Uh, Tim Umanson got to really stretch himself and get really weird and goofy. So those um, who
3: haven't seen Galavanta do
0: describe it.
2: Well, you know, it's your typical uh, uh, medieval fantasy uh, with uh, singing, dancing, and uh, you know, that sort of thing. It's
5: a musical. It's a musical. It's parody.
2: Terrible. A parody of kind of, but with you know Game of Thrones jokes and, and uh, it is a comedy. Accidentally eating hobbits, uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, um, I really went into it with no expectations. I really turned it on because I was working on something with my hands,
1: and I thought I could sort of half-listen to, to it while I worked whoa, whoa, on something. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh, you said working on something with your hands. I can't let that go by. Were you I, I do and a something? lot of working yeah. stuff on I hands. usually
0: do that with Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> oh!
2: <laughs> Yowza. But, uh, Which I no. still
5: haven't seen yet, so
2: no spoilers, folks. Oh, Hulk, Hulk's in it, you know. <laughs> <Damn> <laughs> well, it. Red Red Hulk. <laughs> Ray Hulk.
4: <laughs>
2: but yeah i, I, I like watch the first episode i'm like oh but well, that wasn't half bad and honestly the first episode was probably the weakest one it just kept yeah. getting better and uh like episode three or four i'm suddenly look up I'm like what the hell and there's weird al yep. you know um <laughs> uh nick frost yep yeah nick frost shows up in an episode nice. i mean the cameos are astounding
5: the wow it's got a great cast um and some of them you'll recognize from other things, and um, but the guest stars they roll through are are fantastic. And I don't know, it just I I was surprised that they gave it the full second season because the first season was a lot of fun, but I'm sitting here going, I'm like, this is probably not something people watch. Cause if, I'm kind of in the the fact, got they, off they ground gave it a little, little bit more. They, yeah. It is an eight-season, eight first yeah. season, and a ten-episode ten, eight, well,
2: eight, eight, eight and ten-episode. Yeah,
5: because it was a summer series, so it wasn't meant to be like super long. They ended it on a pseudo-cliffhanger on the first season, and I'm sitting here going, I'm like, I don't think this is going to get a second season and get resolved. And then it got the second season, and I'm like, well... Maybe they'll play this out a little bit and more, they did but wrap, they axed it right after this. And second. they did
2: wrap it up in the second season, but left a few tent dangling threads so they could carry it on. But they, they wrapped up most of it. It was
3: good. There's no excuse. I haven't watched this
2: yet. Yeah, if you, Honestly, it's right up your alley. I it's also I, people I, who like Disney stuff, because Alan Menken is one of the executive producers on it, I think. And it, all the songs sound like you know leftover songs from Disney movies that weren't made. I thought it made you watch it. Except they're more episode. jokey.
5: Because, I mean, I was, as I'm watching it, I'm going, this is right up his alley. Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly,
2: Sith, go through to the second episode if you start it, because the first episode is weaker than one. The, the first I,
5: I, yeah, one's kind of predictable. It does some setup, though. So it does it setup. Yeah. I, I
3: can live through a single poorer episode. Yeah.
2: I, I made it through the first season of Buffy. Come on. Right. I mean, I'd actually seen a little bit of it without realizing it, because at Weird Al's concert. Uh, he played the clip he was in and I had no idea what that was from no, I, I was didn't like neither now uh, no, it makes sense oh the, the, yeah you, you saw it too yeah. you know the clip I'm talking about that that was yeah huh. when that shows up that you'll I'll be like oh there's like two yeah. lines and then one of the characters turns to the other one of the characters turns to the one who's from the area and goes alright quick backstory <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> well and you'll be happy to know I watched Glow this weekend ah, excellent Glow is amazing yeah uh one of the best series i think i've seen on netflix i mean it also helps that i come into it as a fan of the original glow so so there is that joy but uh, i'm just a sucker for uh comedy dramas with very flawed characters and that's this in space everybody's very flawed yes
2: and marin just that (sighs) that is that is his the role he was born to play yeah absolutely
3: that's just beautiful. I mean, Maren embodies that role
2: in, in, a, in a show that is almost all about the women. Maren just takes it away from the yeah yeah yeah
3: and uh, and I know it doesn't parallel the story of Glow itself. It's just kind of
2: inspired by. A, yeah, but you can, I, I, we watched. I watched the documentary afterwards, so I could see sure, what you stuff can, was there. Yeah,
3: you can see which girls were meant to represent who. Right. That's that's not a hard stretch. Right. You know?
2: The dramatic stuff they threw in was dramatic stuff they threw in to make a story.
3: Absolutely. That's uh, a, you, you know, that's a, uh, you know, what was uh, MTV? I can't remember her full name. Uh, Melody Trouble Vixen. That's the party girl. So okay. you, you can see the, the parallels. Yeah. But it's really gotten me interested to really dive deep into the actual history of Glow. Mm-hmm. So I got to find out if there's a book out there. Uh, I've seen the documentary. I got to figure out what the Glow House was. Had to be somewhere in one of these neighborhoods out here. Uh, you'd think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I know the, you can uh, watch episodes of Glow on YouTube. There's there's a few beautiful people yeah. out there that have uploaded their VHS copies. Wow, right? So, but it's ten episodes, half hour each. Allison Brie is delightful. Oh my goodness, she yeah. is amazing in this. Yeah, I, I I am every time she's on the screen, I am just glued to it. Right. I've always
5: liked her as an actress, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the series, right? Especially it, since I'm getting glowing reviews from both of you. And the two I watched it for, glowing <laughs> uh, <laughs> reviews, got it. He
3: smiled when
2: he said it to us. <laughs> yeah, the two I watched it for aren't, aren't don't have huge roles, but they're funny as hell. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, if if uh, if
3: you're thinking, uh, ah, should I watch Glow?
2: Yeah, yeah, you should watch Glow. It's really really good. I don't give a shit about wrestling, and I loved it.
3: It made me want to watch more wrestling. That's so of that. All right, right, I'm not watching that it. That right there. <laughs> <laughs> but it made me want to watch more glow wrestling. That I I hear WW E is just off the rails now. So
1: I haven't watched it in like two years.
3: Oh, Okay. So. Two
0: whole. Year, how did you go?
1: Well no. Okay. It was from a ten year, and then I watched it for a year, and then I haven't watched it again for another two years. So I haven't watched it recently. Or back in the
3: my Twitter feed, the people I follow keep me plenty up to date on what is yeah. doing. <laughs> what else you do this week, gentlemen?
0: I watch Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, yeah. Tell me what happened on it. How was Hulk? Oh boy, a whole bunch of great stuff. No, oh. <laughs> no, it's a nice setup. Definitely starting to build towards that conclusion. Damn! I stumbled across a YouTube of fan theories of how the series is going to go. And there was one element of it that just blew my hair back because I was like, "Holy shit! If that happens, that really would be crazy." So I just like now I just sit here and I wait to see how things develop and where they go. But it's um, it's nice, impressive groundwork. Uh, nice. Op- opening this up. There's a, uh, you get a little pee your pants scared of Arya Stark.
3: Uh, what's what, what the mountain? What we really want to know is how is Ed Sheeran? Who? God! Uh, I go
5: go on Facebook to clear out notifications, and I—I'm not kidding. There were no less than seven (laughs) different things about Ed Sheeran being making cameo on there. I'm like, who fucking cares? (laughs) Exactly. Who
2: who is Ed Sheeran for those of us
5: who? He's some pop musician. He's Uh,
3: the uh, most uh, popular one
0: right now.
5: Top fifty or top forty?
0: Wow. That's funny. He, he's the George he, Michael he, of today? He writes songs your mom likes. No, not quite. Uh, he's, he probably he's, doesn't.
5: They sh- your, he's, his mom probably wouldn't like the "I'm in Love with Your Body" song. He's the Justin tune. Bieber
0: of
2: today. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Not
5: not as bad as Bieber, but in that in a,
2: same in a
0: realm. redhead fair Andy? kind of way. Yeah. You're too hopelessly out of it to make a metaphor. Yeah, You'll forget it. <laughs> your That's daughter would comparison. be like, "Oh, I know who it is." No, she wouldn't. She no? has really weird musical taste too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, um, it was uh, the mountain. The mountain has a really nice. There's a really nice scene with him. They've got a few. They got a few cool things coming. I was reading an article. Blank. I'm blanking on her name. Okay. Uh, plays Sansa. She was talking about how a hell of a lot of what she learned about sex. <laughs> Oh, yeah <laughs> came from working on Game of Thrones. I, I read Whoa. the same article cause you read cause and she's it was... like she's like twelve when she's cast, sure. and they're doing table reads., okay. and she's like, there's all this stuff, graphic stuff going on. and well, she, yeah, like
5: description of the oral sex yeah and and she's <laughs>
0: like she learned what oral sex was <laughs> from the table reads and stuff. But it was really funny because I was I, I was aware of be that. cowboys huh? yeah, I was aware of that when her scenes come up. And there's one scene where, They're talking about some she and another female character are talking about a male character and sansa it's really funny she just looks it looks off at this male character in the distance like i know exactly what he wants and it was actually a nicely delivered line because there was the whole female weight of what she was saying when she said that and you know just exactly you know exactly what she meant and it was really cool. So there there're just nice cool moments like that throughout. It's um they're really going to ramp it up and it's going to be cool. Uh Jim Jim Broadbent. I mean, we're talking about what's his name's uh cameo. Jim Broadbent shows up as a character and is really it's really neat because I didn't even recognize him at first. And uh it's neat that this show actually has Nice, cool character moments for really older actors. I mean, this is a show yes. where people in their sixties and seventies can actually get a little bit, you know, a little bit to do, which is kind of neat.
2: So Jim Broadbent of Moulin Rouge and yes. uh, and uh, Time Bandits,
0: yeah. And you don't recognize him because he he's uh, he's lost weight, really. Yeah, and he also has a beard going. He had uh, a pretty good beard in
2: Moulin Rouge, if I remember right. Uh, well, but it's like a long beard now.
0: No, uh, no, it's it's just it's a close. and Moulin you had Rouge, had a mustache, right? I had, had the, the mustache. mustache. Yeah, that's right. So at first, and and he's all gray, so it's just like, God dang it! I recognize that nose, and I recognize that voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who the fuck is it? And it took me it took me a little bit to figure it out, but it's pretty cool. And, and <laughs> there is some funny shit with poor Sam. Uh, You saw the the last season, Sam makes it to the Citadel to train as a maester, and boy, the maester apprenticeship is for shit. Oh, (laughs) It is awful. And then they do this hilarious montage of him doing his apprentice stuff that uh, is... Oh, fuck. I was laughing. There's some funny (laughs) stuff. So it's... It's it's coming along. It's coming along. It's going to be a great uh, two last half seasons. <laughs> so,
3: what else you do, gentlemen?
5: Well, three fifths of us went to a baseball game last night. Right.
0: that was so geeky. Well, yeah. well, not necessarily. It, well, geeky. Actually, the way no, we you know did what? it was it was geeky <laughs> because we had to do a lot of mathing. Yeah, it was <laughs> a lot of mathing. A lot of mathing? Lots of arithmetic. Why, were you taking statistics? Where we're no, sitting, we were we just counting the score.
5: The score. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we, what, what, what was the final score? Because we couldn't score? see the scoreboard. Uh, 22 to 8. What? Well, that was the, the, did we check the final? I just checked it. It it's was a, 22 to 8. Okay, So, so they got three runs. So they again. got three runs somewhere between the seventh inning stretch when Kirsten and I left. Las Vegas
0: 51s versus end. the Fresno Grizzlies. And boy, did the Grizzlies bear down <laughs> on them. <laughs> What? You you don't go, You don't go watch the
3: fifty ones to watch them win.
0: Yeah, It Just just doesn't happen. It's funny. The last time I went to see them was years ago, and they got Worse. They, they, It wasn't this bad. This I, was a shellacking.
5: I have been to many fifty ones games, and I have never seen a loss that bad. I mean, <laughs> it but you, was, you've never
2: seen a win either. <laughs> no, I've seen him win. I've actually seen him.
5: At one point, I was fifty-fifty with wins and losses. But now 50-50.
3: 50-50 versus fifty. That's a lot of score. But
5: now it's Woo! it's way more in the loss category than yeah. win. But uh, no, it was it was bizarre because it was like he's you know, like, well, there's a base hit, there's another base hit, and a home run, as as Fresno would Add come up. And it was just, yeah, literally it kept repeating. I mean, they didn't have any grand slams, but they were knocking in two and three runs
1: at a time. I think they, had, I at think at
3: they had one. I think they might have one grand slam. I don't slam. think they had At that, that score, you kind of almost have to have yeah. one statistically, don't you?
1: Well, it? no. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I envision, what's his name, from uh, Major League doing the... Um, There's no
2: crying in baseball? They no, played that clip.
1: Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> that's... That's, that's a league of Bob. No, no, Are you league, talking bro. about Bob Euchre yeah. doing the uh, color commentary? <laughs> oh, this fucking takeover. Yeah. It was funny because <laughs> the
0: fifty ones oh, wow. guy, you know, the oh. announcer would be like, And coming up to the plate is twenty two swords up, man, and then the Grizzlies, yeah, it's Bob, he's number five. And then <laughs> 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 home run. <laughs> it goes over the wall. Yeah. Oh
5: so many they over the the about so hap- many home runs that it like that went like maybe a foot over the wall. Like the 51s are running back to try to field it, and it just skirts right over the top of the yeah. wall. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, there it is. Yep. That wow. was the story of the
2: about game. About halfway through the game, somebody behind us yelled, 10-run ru- rule.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had actually talked about mercy rules yeah. and stuff like that. And
5: jokingly, rule. but then when they got up to 17 runs, we were just oh, like, God. Uh, oh. clearly they don't have a mercy that rule was, in, yeah. in the minor leagues. That was brutal. <laughs>
3: These people paid their their tickets. We're giving them a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> one of the
5: funny things that happened though is that uh, I have an an almost Andy story. Oh. Mm. So you almost caught a ball? No. Uh, no, <laughs> Close. I, I I almost caught a t-shirt because they had the the cannons. Okay. And they, you know, so he's got the t-shirt cannon, he's shooting it up in the audience. He shoots it up. It goes straight up in the air. I see it coming straight down toward it. I'm like Wow, this is coming right for me. I stretch my hands up, and like a foot before I'm about to catch it, Andy comes from my far right-hand side, jumps up, and snags it right out of the air. Right in front of him. Right in front of me. And I'm like, wow, I almost caught the T-shirt. So, And it was Andy that was my foil on this. Yeah. And you're, you're the fan
1: that... If there's a kid like the kids there with the, get his first baseball game, and you're right. just like, "It's my ball!" I, I, actually, I can yeah. see how that happens. Oh you get excited. it's
2: right there! I can get it. But,
5: we yeah. did have two balls land in our area, which was kind of odd because we were way back out. Yeah, by my the, shorts uh, were a little outfield. loose. <laughs> I had to <laughs>
0: tighten them up. But
5: yep, I I ended up handing the shirt off to
2: some, one of our other friends because yeah. it it was a it was a large, which won't fit any of our fat
5: asses. <laughs> and and we all three had you know we shirts anyway because yeah. Uh, yeah. That was the other there.
0: funny part, is this was like a Caesars little area buyout, and uh, we picked up shirts when we got our oh. when we got our so ticket. shirt? Well, that's the shirt that was shot out of the cannon.
5: Yeah, Caesars was sponsoring that game that night,
3: so and no one told the cannon people so. these people already have shirts. <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. well, <laughs> exactly, shooting. their
2: firing was right where the people who already had the shirts. That's what I mean. That's yeah, yeah, really weird. Know. Yeah. Have another shirt. But the geeky part of that is, of course, the uh, the fifty mascot.
3: Oh, the was it Cosmic? Cosmo. That Cosmo.
5: Cosmo. The the full, the moldy furry uh, Jar Jar Binks.
3: He looks yes. yeah. He looks he's like Jar a furry
0: Jar. version of Jar Jar. He Binks. is a gray furred version of Jar Jar. Yes, it is, is so funny. It's like they must have they must have gotten permission to do that because he's got the whole. Eyeballs on the end yeah. of the antennas and the floppy fucking ears. Yeah,
3: that's a, it's a discoloration.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm just I don't know. Yep. And the hat does. Doesn't he have form. three eyeballs though? Nope. So, no. Oh, I thought he had three.
2: He no. should. That'd be better. That would be.
0: Dude, he's he's like a he's like a you, you took a coloring book with Jar Jar in it and you just use different crayons. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. It's mm. so. It, either that, or it just shows you Lucasfilm just doesn't care, right, <laughs> about Jar. They don't care about that. Take them,
2: yeah. yep. take them, and use them, please. And of course, the fifty ones, all the fifty ones merchandise has grays on it, right? Yeah. So alien greys. You know, I, th- I think that may be like their their major
5: marketing is. They make I don't money know after no. and why didn't
0: they just do an alien gray? That's I, I would prefer thing. that.
5: Well, because yeah. like the they're they're one of the some of the older logos had the, you know the oval shaped gray, but. On the top of the the curved part of their head, they had the baseball stitching. Mm-hmm. And I still have a, a picture of that somewhere in. <laughs>
0: oh, that looks like a post-autopsy gray. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> After his brain has been removed.
5: <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he it's comes deep it, for science. Humans. I don't get the Cosmo <laughs> thing. I mean, if it was a you know. A it's, fun-loving gray, it'd be generic enough that would be, oh, okay, that's the 51's logo. Yeah, it's but. funny.
3: I wouldn't be surprised if that decision was because even if you make it a fun-loving gray... There's going to be kids scared of that Might thing.
0: be, might be. And the kids wanted to say hi to Cosmo. We yeah. yeah. actually came up there to are our kids. stands. But yeah. there are kids that are scared of Cosmo anyway. I don't like think mommy, as many as you'd
3: have against a gray.
5: <laughs> mommy, this is what visited me last night.
1: <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> a friend of mine. Daddy, is this what you said we should never talk about in public? <laughs> Several years
5: ago, a friend of mine and I, we uh, went to his son's very first baseball game in the 51s. And he was terrified of Cosmo sure. like, Cosmo comes trotting a, out but he looks at him, I mean, he like started screaming my friend had to take him uh, I'm guessing that, that kid would have been, been, been scared away.
3: of any costume
0: character
5: but I guess now he was. To, I, I had sent a picture to him during the game just because it, it, it made me laugh to think back to that but uh, I oh, sent so. him the picture and he says he's like, yeah, son's not uh, terrified of him anymore I'm actually kind of likes him and me, well,
3: I still haven't warmed up to the character
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting
3: I want to see the kid running up to the gray, screaming,
0: "Daddy, daddy!" <laughs> that, yeah, and I have to say, it's just the likeness to Jar Jar that befuddles me. Because actually, the character looks fun. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and the guy who's doing him was playing with the kids yep. and doing his. In some warm weather. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. it was it was I, it sucked. I pity the sucked. guys who do that. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, that, there's uh, three of them actually. Yeah, and it, it's really funny because I watched, uh, I. Nowadays, because of my experience, uh, you know the jobs we've had, I actually look for handlers, try to identify handlers right. and who's there. And he he, there was somebody following within five feet of him the whole time. So sure, it was weird
5: too weather-wise last night. Because like when we got there, it was it was like a hundred and three or a hundred and four, but it wasn't too bad. You know, there was a little bit of a breeze, but then all of a sudden, about what third or fourth inning, the humidity mm-hmm. just rolled in. And we're all just profusely sweating. And I'm just like, yeah. what the fuck just happened? And it's like, when did it get so humid? But uh <laughs> it was a so a of, rolled over. Bunch of fat, sweaty baseball fans. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it was, you? Or as I call them, baseball fans. <laughs> it was still fun. I had a good time. It just would have been nice to see them win. Be here. Be here. Would have been nice to see them not be <laughs> wiped into the ground that day. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was brutal. It's like, it's like, happy birthday to me. Here's a giant loss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What,
0: Jeff? We thought you were
5: from Fresno. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong team was celebrating that
1: day. Oh, we thought
3: you said a handing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> what else to you do, guys? I went and saw a baby driver. Hey, all right. I could have done without the parts that weren't driving. It's kind okay. of weird, those parts. But it was weird. good. I liked it. Like You're you were- right, like GTA... Yeah, on the, the big screen, all the
2: cut parts of the other driving with the cutscenes. It was it was, there
1: was <laughs> <laughs> it was cheesy, like cheesy dialogue, cheesy. I yeah. don't know. Maybe that's what they were going for. And then one point, uh, so me and Paula went. She looked over. Is this a musical? I was like, oh, I don't know. Like,
2: <laughs> it kind of is. The music is really important to the. To the yeah. yeah, right.
0: Yeah, that's so. what the, they said on half in the bag. They were like, it's it's like an basically iPod Edgar playlist. Wright, which I didn't even know it was an Edgar Wright joint. Yeah. It, he had a whole bunch of music videos yeah. he wanted to make into a movie. I, and their comment, I don't know how you feel about this, YouTube. They said that it had some funny bits to it. It kind of, it almost was like, not necessarily, of course, Baby Driver, but it almost was like an element missing was Simon Pegg. Because mm. they, 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 they quoted the scene in Shaun of the Dead. When Peg loses his shit about his mom. Mm-hmm. So it's like comedy, comedy, comedy. And then all of a sudden it gets like this kind of heavy moment. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that that's kind of kind of a vibe they were getting from Baby Driver. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, You think the, so?
2: The danger gets diffused much more quickly than I expected. They, they didn't build the tension too much when they're on the run near the end of it. Yeah, I expect them to hold that tension longer than they did.
1: Well, or or yeah. with um, the character Buddy. I expected him to be around longer, but he wasn't. Mm. He I, I was around for quite a while. I was, yeah. I no, was, I mean,
0: but I mean in that where he's trying to get them type thing. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised by the cast. I mean, I, I think I remember hearing about Kevin Spacey, but I didn't know about Jamie Foxx. Yep. John Bernthal, Punisher's in it. Yep. Uh, yeah. And John Hamm. Yep. And yep. I was just like, holy shit.
2: John Hamm's a badass
0: in this Yeah, yeah that yeah, was the creepy. other thing they were saying that he was. And it, it uh, Yeah. Um, they they actually, half in the bag, really enjoyed it. And watching their review, they kind of made me like, ah, maybe I should go see this in the theaters. You, you should. Because I was waiting. It's definitely
2: worth seeing. Because the the car chases are going to be a lot more fun to watch in the theaters. Although it probably will come to
1: the Dollar Theater pretty quickly. so. Uh-huh.
3: Well, I broke down and bought the PlayStation VR system. Oh. I saw it over yes, there yeah, when yeah, I got uh, some water. So yes, you look it up, ready to go. It's, oh, I it's see it up, ready to go. In fact, I kind of forced it on Jeff and Kirsten once they they arrived after we ate. Mm. And so, uh,
0: yeah, that's a smart move too. Do your VR after you've eaten. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, did you envision
1: um, what the fuck's that Tron line? Damn it! I fucking light oh, 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 cycles. He almost remembered <laughs> oh, the line. Matt, oh. Almost, yeah. That's beautiful. No, too. what is it? Uh, kind of like, ah, fuck
0: it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I can't, I can't
5: oh, even I get, get close like, enough wait, to wait, what you're trying to no, say no, no, no. to I, translate.
1: I, um, I envision the information like cars on a highway or whatever. Fucking, it's, I can. <laughs>
3: <laughs> keep, keep going. <laughs> the, the rest of the show is going to be you trying to figure this out.
0: <laughs> periodically going, fuck, fuck it. I can hear
3: Jeff Bridges saying it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the neutron, not the old one. Neutron Legacy. Neutron. Neutron.
0: Neutron. Jimmy Neutron?
1: Jimmy Neutron, yes.
0: Yeah, that's great. <laughs> what is the proton? That's interesting stuff, that VR. Yeah. That there is some interest on stuff. Uh, I didn't get to play much. Uh, Torgo just subjected me to being molested by a zombie-like creature. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> or at least as I want to do. I assume do it was a zombie-like us? creature molesting me. I mean it looked like a zombie on the VR goggles. Yeah. But it felt <laughs> you got the 4D. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you need to
5: show us on the Andy where you were touched. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, we're sitting there watching and like Kirsten's just sitting there like, oh, "Okay." And <laughs> like one of the, you know, one of the zombie-ish characters like stabs him in the leg. Yeah,
0: they come up to you with a knife and I'm like, "So what am I supposed to do? Block or anything?" And Todd and, goes,
5: "You just long for the ride." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, okay.
0: I'll just sit there and be wow. stabbed.
5: And then, like it comes like from behind him and puts its hands. Nice over use his of stereo. His face. The
0: uh, earbuds. The they the, It's just two earbuds, but the sound it's coming up from behind you, and there's something behind you, as you're trying to look around to see it, and then the hands reach around. Uh, Jeff Jeff did some Spider-Man. Yes, Homecoming.
1: And also send him on a. Please tell me he was like,
5: like shooting web, but
1: pretending like. When
5: you have the VR yeah, off. shoot any
1: video uh, of him in uh, the kinda. VR
5: you have to realize like your your quote unquote hands in the VR are the uh, two little motion controllers which so are basically just sticks control. with glowing balls on the tip when when I was doing the uh what was the carnival one rush thing? of blood rush of blood say when yes. you hold it it looks it feels like you're holding a gun and in the VR headset like when you hold up your hand it's your hand holding a gun so it yeah. was it was interesting,
3: and you're pointing flashlights with it too. Yeah, so. man. sorry, I missed that. That one's especially immersive. It's it's basically riding a ghost train through an abandoned carnival that's absolutely terrifyingly haunted. you yeah. with you're definitely, a shooting gallery.
5: You're definitely going off rails
3: off the rails on a crazy train. Thank you, thank yes. you, but Russia Blood is the the game that I played, the demo I played that sold me on the whole system to begin with. So that game's built for me. I've got a few demos for it it came with a few games it was a uh, bundle that they were doing on Prime Day for Amazon so that's yeah. when I finally pulled the trigger and I, I spent so you save like 10% yeah <laughs> Prime Day deals they threw in a few extra games um, <laughs> the 3D aspect of it I mean I, I've talked about the VR before you, you, I can talk about it as much as I want but until you've had the goggles on you've experienced that 3D you, you don't know what it's like in there yeah so I'm, I'm so excited. How hard is this setup? up? Can we play it after? Can we try it out? Or you think yeah, so? we okay, can do that cool. for you. Absolutely. Cool. I'm so looking forward to how this advances nice. as a technology. Nice. And, I mean, I know Oculus is above PlayStation VR anyway, if you have a souped-up enough computer. But, yeah, yeah but I'm thinking, like, in 10 years, this is going to be, as I was telling Kirsten, uh, based on what Jeff and I played with VR, that was Atari Twenty Six Hundred. This is like ColecoVision Vision to the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, as far as like advancement in technology. And so I can't wait for another ten years till we get the Nintendo Entertainment System version. So
0: eventually, the game room is going to be an empty room yeah. where you just have enough space that you don't break anything as you flail about with your oh, hands, with you. padded walls.
3: Sure. And mm. if you're playing a non-VR game in it, it shows up as basically like a hundred and twenty-inch t- television set.
5: Yeah. Well, I'm t- shoot. I mean, Samsung just recently came out with a theater sized screen. It's like a 33 point8 foot LED. What movie screen And it's true 4k. What and it's for it's for smaller theaters because your typical movie screen is at like usually at least 50 feet. Uh, so this is it's like supposed to be four times the brightness, a hundred times the contrast of your typical projected. Even the digital projection uh, sure. movie theater screen, so it's more than likely they're going to come up with a larger movie screen. But the mere fact that they're able to do that, you know, that thin, tall screen, and they mount it to the wall, it's not going to be long before you go to a room that is literally four of those screens, actually five, because you'll have the, above you to mount it together and then synced up, so that as you're walking like on a treadmill or whatever in the middle of the room and looking around, it moves with you. So
0: that'll be eventually be the big trick is yeah. what to do with the footing. Yeah. Mm. What do you do with the flooring and the footing? So people can move, walk in any right. direction and it be continuous. The they actually har- have do you think something for that. Something? They,
1: they do have something for that. It's like concave. I've seen it. I don't yeah, know. And you wear like these it. really slippery slippers yes. that you walk yeah. on it. And so. you can walk on it. You don't walk mm-hmm. off of it or yeah. anything like that. And you can walk any direction. So they dan- have a,
5: a prototype to that. Mm. The downside area. to that is, though, you have to like it. It has a like a brace that you have oh, to yeah, lean yeah. forward into, yeah. and then they like hook you in the back so that as you're walking, you're literally pushing up against this brace in the front. So it is a harness, basically. S- yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah. It's not a belt harness. Yeah, it, it literally it's just a belt that goes around your
3: waist. Yeah,
0: so. you got to get beyond that. Mm. Yeah, but that's the start. Mm-hmm. So. When
3: they initially announced, they were doing a VR Minecraft. I was like, eh, okay. Okay, <laughs> whatever. But now that I've experienced VR 3D, I can't wait for 3D Minecraft. Uh, you, you know, uh,
0: you, you, when you, Vlarg and, uh, and and Paul build giant penis Twitch towers. Twitch that. Three you years. gotta record it, because I'm gonna yeah. want to see all of the dick towers and exploding right. chickens. And I could almost get my arm around this dick tower. <laughs> <laughs> then it explodes on you. Worst private eye ever.
3: <laughs> dick tower? Mm.
4: <laughs> I, I like
2: that.
0: Dick so tower. So I went to oh, a
2: no. steampunk uh, photo scavenger hunt Held in a uh, wait, wait, California wait, 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 university, wait, wait, wait. on a and that used to be in a um, insane asylum.
5: Wait, wait, wait! We need to unpack that. <laughs> Andy, Andy went to a steampunk event. I can't, I, I can't picture I know, this. Doesn't at make all. any sense. Doesn't, a does not pho- make
3: sense. First, first of all, let's stop it. What is a steampunk photo scavenger hunt?
2: We had a whole list of parts of our airship we were supposed to find and take pictures of.
0: Yep, airship knew it. Yep. And, and was your camera like a big box camera on a tripod? No, and you had we to. Using,
2: yeah, we were using <laughs> phones and stuff.
0: Oh, so fake! You call
2: yourself? I know. Period specific, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're just like taking pictures. Of, like we had to find, like you know, a galley and armaments and landing gear,
3: and they uh, hid this around. No,
2: we're just like trying. We had, it was like use like, your imagination. Yeah, it's to like say, oh, oh, this could be that. I had to explain why this was Ooh. this. Like I found four round windows. Like oh, those are the cannon ports
3: in the abandoned asylum.
2: Yeah, abandoned insane asylum. Parts of it were abandoned. Most of it was uh, a in college.
0: <laughs> <I swear laughs> it, <just> some <laughs> of it was still open. <laughs> no, but you know, they let <laughs> us in for a fee. I, I
5: really want to ask why Andy knows where there's an abandoned insane asylum. Oh, Do you really? have to At the ask? same time, I'm afraid to hear the answer. Do you have to ask though? It's yeah. Andy. Yeah.
2: No, it was uh, the uh, um, Southern California University Channel. You were Islands. there like
5: ten
1: years ago. Don't lie.
2: No, no, I, okay. I didn't pick the location. My friend did, who lives <laughs> in Camarillo. But then we also went around down the street to uh, an abandoned uh, dairy farm that they called the Scary Dairy. Uh, okay. And and and. It's just this great abandoned building out there. It's been graffitied all to hell, but it's still pretty much mostly intact. Big dilapidated barn out there.
3: It was pretty cool. I like the name.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Really. I I probably will right go up back in the winter out. because you know there were bees and one of us got stung. Not me, but uh. Oh, very wicker man. Oh,
0: you almost yeah. got stung.
2: Yeah, I didn't. I almost <laughs> got stung. Uh, but I got like the greatest shot of me ever little little on little bees. the uh, on the campus. I climbed up in a tree and like, I a picture of me in the tree, and I just looked so damn cool. Oh. Yeah. Nobody in a tree is cool. Come on. No, I look cool in this tree. Oh, my. God. <laughs> I look amazing in this tree.
0: He looked like a steampunk pilot fell out of his airship and was stuck in a tree. <laughs> I, of, I, yeah. I
5: love the commentary of the people that took pictures of Andy in the tree yep. saying that they couldn't get him down. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just going to live up there. Yep. Well, I found
2: half a squirrel up there, too. I'm sorry? Uh, half a squirrel, the back half.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah,
2: really. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what to say. So was the front hum-
0: half in a tree or something? No,
2: the front half was uh, had e- been eaten by a raptor or something. So oh, okay. it was just like wow. This, it was like the back half of a squirrel and then spine arching up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you didn't take a picture of oh, that. Oh, I got pictures <laughs> of that. Oh, okay. Yeah.
5: He just didn't post them.
3: Yeah, yeah, of course. It was part of the propeller of his airship. Right. Anything else, gentlemen?
2: I went to oh. an escape room, but that was you know, the escape room was good. Yeah. We yeah. kicked his ass. Yeah, yeah boring. <laughs> it was, what was the theme? Uh, it, was a, it was a little weird. It was a recording studio, and we were breaking in to uh, uh, release an album before it was supposed to be released, which was, you know, not normal. Usually they're That's your, an unusual Usually you're a good guy. <laughs> it's weird being a bad guy.
3: Let's do a little email. Let's get some news, because there's a lot of it. Oh, boy. It's, you know, Comic-Con is this week, and so yep. people Hi. letting stuff slip. Before Comic-Con begins. Hell, preview night will be starting when most of you listen to this. This is true. Sure. Sure. So, but first, there, there is one uh, email I do want to cover. It's, I, I love this email. My word. Hello, my fellow brothers of geekdom. I wanted to tell you about a new project that I started that you inspired. First, I'll give you a quick origin story. I work for a dental laboratory in Dallas where we make dentures, partials, crowns, etc., Up until about six months ago, we had a terrible department manager who consistently ruined our work, work days with his shitty attitude and random bursts of anger. We were finally able to usurp this asshole, and I was promoted to manager of the department. Upon taking the position, the first thing I knew I wanted to do was change the atmosphere in the lab and bring in some civility, fun, and kindness. I figured the best way for me to do that, other than just not be an asshole was to inject some geekdom into the place. I wasn't sure how to do it, but then it hit me inspired by the great geek shock Funko war of 2017. Uh. I came up with the idea of giving everyone in the department, their own analog superhero (laughs) along with a corresponding Funko pop. It has been nothing short of a rousing success at this point. Everyone in my department has their own superhero sitting in front of them. It's so popular now that I'm now slowly doing this for the whole company. It has become a major event when someone gets assigned their hero. Even the extremely conservative, tight assed owner of the company now proudly has Captain America sitting on his desk. Employees who have never even had a passing interest in the comic book world are randomly meeting up in groups to catch up on the Marvel and DC Cinematic Universe movies. (laughs) This idea has been way more successful than I could have dreamed. Our work environment is completely different now due, in no small part, to your inspiration. Oh, yeah, okay. Woo! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fist bump. Boom. Bam. So I just wanted to say thank you to all of you guys for everything that you do and just for being the wonderful people that you are. Your podcast changes lives. I love you all. Mr. Brain Freeze. Just don't Yay. let Andy
0: choose the Funko. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> no,
3: Because <laughs> you're going to end up with somebody from t- Tomorrowland. Bitter, dis Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs>
5: You'll you'll get a clearance one that nobody wanted.
1: Hey, we'll say you give that to the
3: noobs.
5: The classic Battlestar Galactica ones are
1: nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're great. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Both of them. I was going to pilfer
5: those so that you guys, I was going <laughs> to let him try to present those. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep these. You should have. You should have. That would have And he, well, it's because of the way that Andy did it. He threw it at you as opposed to like, passing it over where I was supposed to intercept it. Uh. We had a whole bit worked out, and he fucked it up.
0: And, and you now see the pattern, right? <laughs> yes. If you don't react quick enough, Andy's going to get past you.
5: That's mm. yeah, true. <laughs> well, after after Funzel. last Night, yes, shit, I totally tripping get it.
1: over shit, but he's gonna get past
2: you. That's eventually. right. <laughs> I can't help it. The gravity is uh, you know slightly A off bitch. kilter around me. Oh yeah, okay. it's it's sort of swirling concentric patterns. Yeah, right, so right shifts. underneath you. It's yeah. weird. It's my it's my innervation field. <laughs> <laughs>
1: For so those, so those not him. in the room, everyone's staring at Andy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even Andy's staring at Andy. I don't know how that is. Which is uh, weird,
0: but his my eyes walk, yeah, natural
5: inversion field over here. Yeah. But
0: that's a great email. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's awesome. Thank
3: you for sharing that. It's those kind of stories that. That they make, make my heart glow happy.
0: I love that. I love hearing that the Funko thing actually just got people all ah and everything. Mm, that's sure. hilarious. And he it could have be worse. You, you
3: could have had the work up to yours Marvel superhero. You started mm. with a little house on the prairie Funko or yeah, something. Really. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. Good idea. And I'm happy we could be yeah. any kind of part of that. But that's all other matters. I'm surprised
5: photos. I'm surprised. I'm surprised the and CEO. he did
3: send us photos of uh there are various phone calls on the desk. Yeah, and the excellent. Email. So, yes, I we want, have photos. I want to
2: see these. They need to go in the lair. I'm- I think we can work that out.
1: Yeah. I'm surprised the CEO of that company doesn't have, like, Stark. <laughs> <laughs> that Cop- Captain America is a working class, or he yeah. was, a set- not a CEO. <laughs> you know,
0: well, you know what's really <laughs> Remember funny? The CEO is-, is
1: probably a little older. So Well,
0: he said the CEO's conservative. <laughs> okay. Yeah, which yeah, is really yeah. funny yeah. because I can see conservatives seeing cap as their hero where he's kind of anti yeah i've yeah, never ever felt that you know <laughs> i remember in the 70s where cap was you know they would Nomad. always writing yeah, yeah he just would get the, every few years there was a oh i fucking quit story from cap where he huh? turns in the shield and he does something else because he just can't stand the cap bullshit.
2: was pissed off about watergate
0: He's pissed, off about, oh, of yeah. pissed off about a lot of things. Yeah. a lot of things. War on drugs. Yeah. He, he yeah, he went after everything. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Gentlemen, we got. It. You know what? We almost made it. Almost? With, with just and Geek. Like, there was like nothing. I was like, this is perfect. No news no, you don't give a shit about at all this week. But? Until. I just spent a little too long researching the show, oh. and there was there was one one Went thing down a rabbit hole, didn't you? One thing that brings us to news you don't give a shit about, <laughs>
5: like that that one thing <laughs> that, that one you have thing. to find that's nameless. Yeah,
3: Brazil
0: has a da, 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 Oh yeah, this pissed me off. Yeah.
3: Has officially signed off on paperwork that institutes Overwatch, the video game. Never mind. I was going somewhere else with that. There's two. We
2: can, we can geek Brazil uh, it's news. It's not really
1: geek, but it has to do with Brazil, and I want to nuke that entire country, but go
3: ahead. Overwatch <laughs> <laughs> as a religion in their country. Oh, okay. Lord. The National Church of Hanzo, as it's referred to in translation, is a church in which Brazilians can join and now apparently legally ask off work on Tuesdays for religious reasons, provided they play Overwatch. To join the church, you must play at least one game of Overwatch, or if you don't have the money for a copy of the game, you can play Paladins instead, which I guess is a probably like a free app game or something. Uh, the religion has a few rules, although uh, uttering the words uh, Hanzo Main is grounds for excommunication. That rule seems weird considering the church is named after the polarizing character, but his name is only used to emphasize how even one of the game's most hated characters can have a religion in Brazil. The fan who created this religion did so partly for the laughs, but also to shed light on a problem in Brazilian government. The requirements to start a religion are incredibly low, and all you need is an address, five witnesses, a lawyer's signature, a written statute, and to pay some fees, and then you can live tax-free from the government. The process hmm. has been repeated by many individuals in the country to avoid paying taxes, and hopefully with enough people asking off work every week to play Overwatch, it'll wake the government up to the abuse the, that uh, its creation has spurred. Can we incorporate in Brazil as our religion? App- Apparently,
2: I'm Church sure of if, Geek
3: you, shock? if we paid enough fees, yes. Okay. I'll All bet right. we could. So,
2: Back to Matt, two questions. Does Canada have the bomb? Because you want to nuke Brazil. I can't remember. <laughs>
1: they have the ability to make the
2: bomb. They, they
3: they have the bomb. They taught India. Yeah, the exactly. They have the bomb, mm-hmm. but it has speakers on the outside, and as it's coming down, it just goes sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. sorry.
1: <laughs> they were also involved in the Manhattan Project, right? Get your and, heads up. Uh, get your heads in. What was the other Brazil news? When, yeah, well, when well, you, yeah, you paying yeah. Brazil? They yeah. legalized hundred square or a hundred thousand square kilometers of the rainforest to be destroyed by oh, money and all that. Uh, 100,000 100, acres. So you don't want to
0: nuke Brazil. You want yeah, to nuke the government.
3: Good. Yeah.
0: You know what you want to do? I love it when people are so angry for environmental reasons, they want to nuke something. <laughs> I know. You should. It was that. That was my rage side. Well, I wasn't thinking. Well, but you want to be a real eco terrorist? I do. Nuke. Oh, I just put myself on a list. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <God>. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I do. What happened to Maple Leaf? That uh, we
1: don't yeah. want to talk about it. <laughs> you
0: nuke that acreage. That'll ah. teach him. Oh yeah. Ah. That's right. I'll clear this for you. Actually, you got a monkey
2: wrench crew. It. You got to go out there and spray paint it all orange So it's useless. I. Uh, uh, sorry. The Monkey Range crew, the, uh was it, uh fuck, who is it? There was a um, guy in the 60s who went out and they, they just fucked with the uh, developers by screwing up stuff like painting trees orange so they couldn't use them for, oh, for logging. Them? And yeah, that kind of okay. thing, yeah.
0: You can't use orange trees for logging?
2: Uh, well, that was a bad example. I was trying to think of something.
0: See, the thing I know is that they would spike trees. That's it. And I think they sprayed them orange because. That's this way they spike the trees because when you go through with the uh, chainsaw it can actually be dangerous then they would spray paint the trees to let them know this tree has been spiked so that the loggers are not actually being caught off guard and I think it would naturally follow you then spray paint trees that have not been spiked because ah, how are they going to know
2: thank you Kay for pulling my insanity into something clear
1: Uh, I do
0: it so (laughs) fucking awful Uh, you know what thank
1: god you're here The Native Americans of Canada have it right. So I remember reading this story from CBC back in the day. Uh, There was a reservation in, I think it was Alberta, and there's this construction company they were building just inside the reservation. So they set up all the equipment, had all the plans down, left for the day, all the workers left, all the heavy equipment's there. They come, they return in the morning to bull holes and everything. Okay. <laughs> and they just left all the equipment there left. Yeah. Bowl think, holes and everything. I mean,
2: the Monkey Wrench crew, I mean, they actually would go out and take apart machinery. Like, they would take apart the machinery or uh, sabotage it so it couldn't be. You know, they'd spend, have to spend day fixing everything, and they'd come back the next night and they'd be screwed up again. No. There you go. Well, yeah. something to do on the weekends. Environmental extremists.
3: <laughs> weekend Geek! Yay! The Batman. The Batman. Batman. Green the Light. Batman is the DC Extended Universe film starring Ben, ben Affleck as the Cape Crusader directed by War for the Planet of the Apes, Matt Reeves. Reeves is scrapping the existing script and starting over again with a different story. I did read that. Hmm. Reeves confirmed the movie on, move on an episode of MTV's Happy, Sad, Confused podcast posted Wednesday. Here's what he said. When asked if he was keeping the original script from Affleck and the DC Chief Creative Officer Jeff Johns, I went to the bathroom and wiped my ass with it. Wow. And I that's, threw it in the, you already read this. I, yeah. yeah. Quote, it's no. It's a new story. It's just started again. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be really cool. Unquote.
1: I like my version better.
3: I like yours too. Reeves also clar- clarified that he is only now really beginning to work on the project, as the last three years of his life had been consumed by Planet of the Apes. That means no plot details, of course, no casting details, no nothing, apart from uh, a director developing his movie. So here's how we got here. Affleck was originally set to star in and direct the next Batman film. He dropped out in January to focus on working as the actor and co-writer. Then in February, Reeves came aboard to replace him as director, and also took a producing role. As Reeves explained on the podcast, he personally outlined his ambition for the project in his early meetings, made it clear that he had to believe in the story he was telling, or he wouldn't do it. This stance may have spurred reports back in March that the script, which got an assist from Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice creator, uh, writer Chris Terrio, was getting a complete rewrite. But those reports were unconfirmed at the time, and now we know that Reeves is indeed going in a different direction. Though it's not clear who is working on the script, Reeves does have screenwriting experience of his own, and what changes, of course, he'll make. The Affleck Johns script reportedly originally featured Deathstroke as a key villain, as well as the Joker.
0: Gonna miss him.
3: Uh, Now it's unclear if Reeves is keeping any of that. All he said publicly is he wants to make a noir Batman movie which opens up many different possibilities yeah, for that the That could
2: be good actually. That sounds not bad at all. Well, Did uh, Affleck have any writing credits? I mean, I know he had um we went over this before, yeah, the directing for Well, there
0: uh, was this one Yeah, thing, this, this one good thing good you hunting. Will Hunting haunting haunting. 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 It is a, it's a yeah. horror movie. Good Will Hunting right. and the Oscar. One, the
2: script that was like primarily written by Kevin Smith. Wink wink. Oh, this other one, this is another one uh,
1: Embargo, Argo. Ar- 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 that's Ar- what Ar- Ar- I was going to ask about Argo. Ar- Ar- he, did he write
5: Argo? I, I don't know if he did or not. Yeah, He wrote it and directed it, I believe. Okay. Yeah, But um, it was... Yeah. Well, I mean, Warner's, because of the success of Wonder Woman, has kind of re-examined where they're going with the DC cinematic universe. So it would make sense that they would probably try to Take it in the direction which is, I guess, hit the apparently, brakes. And now yeah, going this way. Apparently, sure. a lot of the reshoots that they did for Justice League were to try to kind of liven it up, like like Wonder Woman. You know, kind of follow that template. You mean make it so, good?
0: Well, I mean, heyo.
5: They started off really dark with Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, so I think they're trying to take it in a more hopeful direction, mm-hmm. like we saw in in Wonder Woman. That's my theory. Which has some evidence out there, and how their
3: Warner Brothers higher
5: ups are re-examining.
3: So non-dark noir.
5: I think noir in the sense it's like more detective. They're going to highlight the detective aspect of the character versus just the go out and beat people up with high tech gadgetry. Just, Wait, get
1: your ass in here! What? 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 Cap? What, what the fuck? What, <laughs> you got to solve this case. <laughs> Gotham police. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't wow. sure where you were
2: going with that either. Can that be I be I, pillow?
5: I'm going to miss the dark. If I want. It was raining in Gotham when I rolled into in <laughs> right. I saw a, a dame hooker. on the corner. She looked a little lonely, but I wasn't sure if she was friendly or a foe. She had
3: legs that wouldn't quit.
5: <laughs> I mean, Miller's uh,
2: Dark Knight Returns kind of has a serious noir feeling to it. It's got the same narration it's and stuff. It's also really dark. Yeah. 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 It could be
4: done. We'll
2: see.
3: Done well. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it, it's, I, it's one of those things that make me wish I had a time machine. So what, after I've seen where this all went, I wanted to see where it was originally going to go. Right. So I'm sure that script will show up eventually, the Aflac script. You're right. It probably will should keep an eye out for that
0: yeah well it'll actually be you know from kevin smith sure so. <laughs> uh, you forgot wink wink Come on, yeah, wink well. wink i don't do no wink wink motherfucker i call it like the internet sees it <laughs> <laughs> i'm case. just reading up on that now and it's just, on the internet you think I'm yeah. out of my mind no it's speculation it's, it's pretty strong speculation well william goldman's also speculation Oh shit! Are we still talk- we oh, got are we talking battle. about? Good we talking about? Hunting. Apparently, battle. there's an internet conspiracy theory that uh, Damon and Affleck did not uh, write Goodwill Hunting. You, you know, know, what-, what-, well, you know well, what
3: movie doesn't feel like a Kevin Smith movie?
2: Goodwill Hunting. Uh, Kevin Smith supposedly punched it up, but it probably the punching I, up was I, like an almost completely rewrite.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he did uh, once over to now, things up. No, he did. But, uh, it
5: is confirmed that he did help them get meetings with the studio mm-hmm. to. Get that movie made, but by all accounts, so Affleck he, and Damon wrote that. Uh, Gone script. Baby
0: Gone and the Town were also two adaptions that Affleck did. Okay, and well, those those are, those are, those good are ones. both very good yeah. scripts. Yeah. Sure, I, I'll
3: believe that when the because everyone knows that Toby Hooper wrote. I mean, didn't write, but uh, directed uh, Poltergeist. Right, right. You, Although was, it is now confirmed, there, there's there's, that, there's speculation that uh, you know there's Spielberg. It was because he was a producer, did some directing, but there's there's no evidence of that. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I love the little shush thing you just gave me there. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
3: <I can't. laughs> I'm, at, I'm not at all leading up to a potential story that I'm going to tell in the near future. <laughs> <God> damn it!
1: <laughs> wink, wink. You just wreck everything,
5: don't you? Uh, that's what I do. Stage direction. That's what he does. <laughs> I know. What's with the, can I have I back guys? Your Come on, on. your hey, hey, all you <laughs> stage directions, I am not an
2: actor.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Heaven's a mercatoid. Texas, stage right. Disney announced the upcoming Star Wars land back in August 2015. Now, this weekend at D23, we got more details, including the official name. It's Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. But the big news there's going to be a hotel dedicated to an immersive Star Wars experience. According to Bob Chapek, Disney's Parks and Resorts chairman, quote, from the second you arrive, you will become a part of a Star Wars story. You'll immediately become a citizen of the galaxy and experience all that it entails, including dressing up in the proper attire, Once you leave Earth, you will discover a starship alive with characters, stories, and adventures that unfold all around you. Unquote. Were we speculating this before, or did this actually... No, this is...
5: We we speculated it before.
3: We we didn't speculate so much as that there was a rumor that this was coming. Okay, and we extrapolated from that rumor. Please tell
1: me you get woken up abruptly by stormtroopers searching your place. Like, where are the droids? Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> well, you'll be landed squarely in the center of a Star Wars plot in a Star Wars hotel whose windows only overlook space. Of course, there are caveats. Although Galaxy's Edge will land at both kavats? Disneyland, Kavats. caveats, caveats. That's what I said. Although. Uh, <laughs> Although Galaxy's <laughs> Edge... Cabot? Cabots.
2: <laughs> the cabots. I, don't, I don't remember that race in Star Wars. What do, what do the Kavats look like?
3: Yeah, the, well, Are they the they, blue guys? They look like Jar Jar Binks with a third eye.
2: <laughs> and a gray and fuzzy.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> you and your cold reads. <laughs> Although Galaxy's Edge will land at both Disneyland and Anaheim and... Dis- Anaheim?
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: Who's Heim? <laughs> uh, Who's a Heim? I don't speak Yiddish. This is the best <laughs> I can get. In Anaheim, California, and Disney's Hollywood Studios and Disney World in Orlando, Florida, only Orlando will be getting the hotel. What? Yeah. Guests are yes. limited to two nights only. It looks as if rooms will cost $900 to $1,000 per person. Woo. And it includes meals and theme park tickets. Although, why you'd go to the theme park if you're having this sure. massive experience,
0: well, oh, because
5: no. it takes you in, like some of the adventures, got to take you into
3: the Star Wars. So this land. hotel would be have to. You got
0: to take pictures of the theme park to build your Death oh, Star. Wars. Yes, right. yes, of yeah. course.
3: Use your imagination. Unless there's <laughs> yeah. a tree,
0: some people <laughs> climb up the tree. They never come down. Well, I'm the, no. all about
3: the trees, man. Of course not. There's a They're half world. Back to a happy region. place.
0: Half half a Gomorian just <laughs> you know, the the worst half.
3: Uh, Star Wars Galaxy Edge is scheduled to open sometime in 2019. I will save my ducats for this one. Yeah, yeah, man. no kidding. I, I can't not experience Star Wars Westworld.
5: Well, it's only going to be Florida, Andy, because Florida is the only place that has enough space to expand right. where, to build where could you a, you possibly a new put hotel, the real estate
2: for the whole hotel there. That's right
5: ho whole hotel. Because hotel. the aer- hotel. <laughs> when, I drove- <laughs> when I drove not now, doctor. When <laughs> I drove hotel. through Anaheim back in uh, November, <laughs> like where they're excavating for Star Wars Land in Anaheim, it literally comes right out to the roadway. Right. So, I mean, there's nowhere else they could go and there's no room to build a hotel that would be connected to it. Whereas like in Orlando, like we said before, Orlando, down, <laughs> yeah. In Orlando, they have plenty of. I, I saw windows. where they were excavating to build star, the Star Wars land there, and there's still room for them to connect a hotel mm-hmm. to either yeah, they got a land around monorail there. or. So, land yeah. Land ahead. it fantastic to see.
3: Hate this next story, but it's got to be done.
5: Okay.
0: Oh.
2: Look, there was going to be a female one eventually. Relax. <sighs> Jeez. God damn it.
0: <clears throat> I'll get to that too. <laughs> All right, Matt, you and I are on deck. We call it what's coming. Next. Oh come on, it's just foreshadowing. They'll get over it. They'll get over it. <laughs> oh, it's always five shadowing. They'll
3: shadowing they'll forget it in like five seconds.
0: Although I know what this one is. Yeah, so we do all I all do. Yeah.
3: The father of modern zombies. Mm-hmm. Yes. George A. Romero has died, age seventy seven. Romero started his career shooting industrial films, television commercials with a few friends. It grew boring. So Romero and his friend, John Russo, began working on a script for the film that would eventually become Night of the Living Dead, released in 1968. Romero directed the film, and Night of the Living Dead is often considered the first modern zombie film. Night of the Living Dead was followed up with Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, cementing Romero's place in zombie history. And he returned to his Of the Dead universe with Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, and unfortunately, Survival of the Dead. He had been working on a TV series called Empire of the Dead and is credited as writer and producer on George A. Romero Presents Road of the Dead, which is currently in production, or at least not production, but it's being made. Uh, Romero had a prolific writer and directing career that wasn't limited to zombies, although he remained firmly planted in the horror genre. The Crazies in 1973, Martin in 1978, Monkey Shines in 1988, and segments of Creepshow Show, in 1982 and Tales from the Dark Side the Movie, in 1990, you're among some of his standout credits. Who was Martin?
2: That sounds was that uh, like it's a psychological a, it's, thriller? I think it's uh, I think it's a rat movie. Willard and Ben yeah, okay. without the rat movies and, and
3: Martin there's a third one. It's like the I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> they're the three stooges of rats. Yeah. Ben, ben, ben Willard oh, and Martin. Give me the rat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never seen Martin. I'm not sure. <laughs> to the internet. a rock movie. Romero died Sunday after a brief but aggressive battle with lung cancer.
0: Uh,
3: uh, wife Suzanne, Romero, and daughters Tina Romero were said to be at his side while he passed peacefully while listening to the score of The Quiet Man from 1952, uh, one of his favorite films.
4: Yeah.
3: And, of course, we also lost Martin Landau. Yeah. Oscar winning actor appeared in such staples as North by Northwest, Ed Wood, and the Michelin- Mission Impossible TV series. The Michelin. Michelin Man. <laughs> Michelin Man. Space
5: 1999.
3: A statement from Landau's publicist confirmed the actor passed away Saturday due to unexpected complications during a brief hospital stay. He was 89 years old. Uh, Landau shot to uh, fame in 59 when Hitchcock chose him to play a role in his classic mystery, North by Northwest. Followed that role with several appearances on popular television series in the late 60s and 70s, including uh, both Mission Impossible and, as you said, Space 1999, all while continuing to appear in a number of popular films. Those film roles would turn into three separate Oscar nominations. Lando finally won the award in 1994 when he played horror director Bella Lugosi in Tim Burton's Ed Wood. Yep. Further collaborations with Burton would follow, including Sleepy Hollow and Frankenweenie. Landau had uh, guest appearances in dozens of hit TV shows throughout his career, including Twilight Zone, The Man from U.N.C.L.E., uh, Without a Trace, for which he won two Emmy- Emmys in Entourage. Uh, the one show he did the, not star in, though, Star Trek. The original Man from The original one? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Landau actually turned down the role of Mr. Spock, right. which eventually <clears throat> went to
2: Leonard Nimoy. Which, weirdly enough, I mean, I knew him, I knew him from Mission Impossible, and I think Nimoy ended up on Mission Impossible eventually, if I remember yeah. right. Both yeah.
5: Shatner and Nimoy guest starred on Mission Impossible before they got Star Trek. Gotcha.
3: Okay.
5: Yeah.
2: Uh, Martin looks interesting. Uh, Give it to me. Young Martin is entirely convinced that he is an 84-year-old vampire. No, he's a human. Oh. Is an, I think He's convinced he's an 84-year-old blood-sucking vampire without fangs or mystical powers. Martin injects women with sedatives and drinks their blood through wounds inflicted with razor blades. After moving to Braddock, Pennsylvania to live with his superstitious uncle, who also believes Martin is a vampire, Martin tries to play its prey exclusively on criminals and thugs, but stumbles when he falls for a housewife.
0: But stumbles when he falls? Yes. Uh, doesn't sound like a rat. Martin no. Landau, his Bela Lugosi oh. in Ed Wood was absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just one of the most incredible. And it was really funny because I always like people who will appreciate the underappreciated, you know, the ones who are doing the wrong kind of art, whatever their art may be doing. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I remember him on an Inside the Actors studio where he's like talking about Lugosi. And, he, and he's like, he actually sincerely says, I mean, you you really have to see him in white zombie and the audience you know a bunch of writing directing uh, acting students laugh and he's like no no seriously you have to watch his work in that in that movie and that was like uh, you know one of the lowest of the B's B level movies that uh, they made at the time so talking about Lugosi's uh, commitment to acting <clears throat> and it was really funny because Tom Head, uh, one of my friends from Chicago, listens to our podcast. He commented on the very scene in that movie that totally floored me, which is when the, they're filming Plan 9. Uh, and I think in Plan 9 or I think there was the one. It's the scene where Lugosi gets attacked by the octopus, his character. And they they had gotten an octopus that didn't work. It was supposed to have mechanical arms, and th- they had plans to do this whole thing where this thing flails about. And they're like, uh, "Yeah, Bella," and it was really funny because they pronounce it "Bella Logozzi," and they're like, "Bella, the 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 octopus. Uh, the, the it doesn't have the mechanical arms or anything. It isn't working. So you're gonna have to like grab the arms and flail them around." And they just done a scene where Lugosi is totally fucking out. On uh, he shot up with heroin. Mm-hmm. he's totally out there and he kind of like sort of shuffle stumbles to the zombie to the uh, octopus he lies down in the water he grabs it and they're like okay bella action and then landau just starts this hideous screaming and starts flailing it about and he totally completely sells the whole fucking moment and they're 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 like okay cut and then he like slowly gets up, and he kind of shuffles off to his car, where he was sitting there stoned out of his mind while they were filming. And the whole crew, Johnny Depp, you know, all of the Edward, all of the characters are just standing there watching him because they just watched how he suddenly immersed himself in that moment for that brief time, and then pulled right out of it. And it was a really great. It was a great tribute to someone who uh, who had fallen. And who was broken, but who had actually had actually been one of the greats. It was just it was just a remarkable moment, and that whole <clears> movie is amazing.
2: It was great they got the role for him because he was like a journeyman actor who just done a bunch of stuff. He was great in it all, but it wasn't anything you know that he'd be known for otherwise. If so it we didn't nothing really song you know stood out, but uh, yeah, I mean he really.
0: Bela Lugosi was his role. He made, that, that oh made the movie. Oh, my God, did he ever. I remember getting irritated with people, too. They were like, well, I don't know if he deserved the the Oscar. I never actually saw you know, <laughs> Bela Lugosi in real life, so I, I only know him from his movies. And it's like, so basically every per- performance of a fictional character doesn't deserve an Oscar because you can't look at it and judge it. What he did in that movie was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Just phenomenal. Just great. It's also... Dirt Cheap on Amazon right now. Oh. The Blu-ray. Oh, okay. Good to know. Yeah, that reminds me. I want to throw out there, if
3: you're a fan of Mystery Science Theater, uh, Cinematic Titanic is about to release their box set. If you're not familiar with Cinematic Titanic, that is the Mystery Science Theater people that didn't go to Rift Tracks. Everybody else, Joel Hodgson, uh, uh, Mary Jo Peel, uh, uh, the guy who played Forrester, can't mm-hmm. remember his name right now. Uh, Trace Bulo. Trace Bulo, uh Weinstein. Yep. Uh, them Frank doing this. Miss- Frank Conniff. All doing mm-hmm. Mystery Science Theater uh, with full body shadows instead of like, partial. Mm-hmm. And they released 10 episodes of Cinematic Titanic, and they have been unavailable now for a while. Now they're about to release a box set. Amazon has it on, on pre order. It comes out August 8th, and the Amazon price on that is $27.
5: Wow, for ten, yeah, it is no. so nice.
3: Yeah, so, if you're a Mystery Science Theater fan, haven't experienced Cinematic Titanic? Uh, yeah, I recommend. <laughs> I don't that know, that you
5: only have like half of them, right? Yeah, I,
3: I went ahead and bought it. Oh, nice. Even though I already own half of it, because hey. it's worth the price. Yeah, for I, don't, the, I don't know the, the background
2: on that. I mean, I, I mean, it sounds like there was a little bit of rift between the two groups. No, but it not sounds at all. like they're kind of. I mean, I've seen them Rifts. working together. <laughs> <And> oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like they're they're. If there was any problem they seem to be working out because I see them working each other the projects only now.
3: person that really was a problem was the original producer Jim Mallon mm-hmm. there was a lot of headbutting going on it's one of the main reasons why uh, Joel Hodgson left when he did mm-hmm. um, but as far as the people that work together mm-hmm. those that stayed and that didn't there's really no bad blood in that. okay no
5: but, and they can they congratulate each other all the time over Twitter you know they they have fun little cool. conversations back and forth Um in fact, um, Trace Bulo and uh, Frank Conniff are currently doing a Riff tracks thing right now. Oh, cool. They're following around doing that. They're doing live ones is, called The which, Mads. Yeah. And then, wow. uh, and then what's interesting as well is uh, MST3K is doing a live tour as well with uh, Jonah Ray and... Uh, uh, oh, gosh. I'm totally forgetting the... I
3: forgot Trace Bulo's name, so you got me on that one.
5: Well, and it's the, it's the, the new bots, right. the voices, but one of them is also a replacement because the other guy, um, his wife gave birth, and so oh, he's been oh. spending time at home, so they of they have a replacement, replacement voice for wonder, the
2: tour. Oh, I wonder if it's a guy that, uh, but, I mean, because uh, the guy who was doing the puppetry on it was a guy that was out here doing
5: them. Well, puppetry versus voice are different things. Right, on the but, show, but the I, puppetry is being done by independent mm-hmm. puppeteers, with the anim, uh, animatics
0: puppeters.
1: and stuff. Puppeters. Puppeters. Yeah, puppeters. No, puppeters. I like puppeters. The I do too. I like puppeters. I
0: yeah. Only yeah. a puppeter when I grew up. That's K- 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 the puppeter. But no, And it, what I what I was actually, K- actually K- getting K- at is... From
2: Anaheim. They're both...
1: What part of the Third Reich is that?
5: Both separate acts are promoting each other. Like the MS3 3K Live is saying, hey, don't miss riff tracks. And the, and the, you know, the mads, blah, blah, blah. And then same thing with rift tracks to say, Hey, don't miss MST three K live tour going on now, et cetera. So that's, no, there's that's a warm fuzzy, man. It makes me happy yeah. to hear that. Well, not to mention just a uh, little bit back, they had the whole reunion riff tracks thing that we all went and right, saw right right where, you know, they had everybody. yeah We all went and saw that. I remember that
0: one. That was, it was a great time. You were was, was working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Now now available on uh, DVD and Blu-ray. Oh, we saw it. I know, but you could buy it if you didn't get to see it live. Well,
0: maybe we'll see us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: (laughs) Now, if you want some deep cuts, if you can find them. I don't know if these are still available. I don't believe they are. Maybe some streaming services have them. Uh, You might be able to get on the Rift Tracks because it's those guys. You mean they don't have their own streaming service? Because that's Um, a cool thing to do nowadays. The Film Crew. (laughs) The Film Crew was a short-lived straight-to-DVD series by the Rift Draft riff track guys doing mystery science theater basically Hmm. so guys that were hired to do commentaries for films by this third party was the uh quote-unquote idea with a surrounding story around it Hmm. and those are really well done too okay so but cinematic titanic jump on it okay this story The BBC has revealed who will be inheriting the TARDIS. Who? I see what you did there. Uh Whom? (laughs) When Peter Capaldi's 12th Doctor Regenerates during this year's Doctor Who Christmas special, English actor Jodie Whittaker will be taking over Time Lord duties as Chris uh, Chibnall begins as showrunner for the upcoming 11th season.
0: Uh, Fuck, I thought it was Johnny Whittaker from Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Right. No one. I was so confused why people were so pissed. Yeah. Now I understand.
3: Uh, Whittaker will become the first female Doctor Who. You may recognize her from Attack the Block, Broadchurch, or the 2011 episode of Black Mirror titled "The Entire History of You." Quote, I'm beyond excited to begin this epic journey with Chris and with every Hoovian on this planet, Whitaker said via press release. It's more than an honor to play the Doctor. It means remembering everyone I used to be while stepping forward to embrace everything the Doctor stands for, hope. I yawn. can't wait. Unquote.
1: Yawn. Attack the Block was amazing. Doctor Who's
3: yawn. The whole series, yawn. Attack, you're right. Attack the Block is fantastic. Yeah. And also, you uh, get to see a Yon John Boyega right, in that. Exactly. So, yeah. Deep geekdom in that movie now. Uh, Whitaker follows in the footsteps of William Hartnell, Patrick Troughton, John Pertwee, Tom Baker, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy, Paul McGann, Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant, Matt Smith, Peter Capaldi, and John Hurt, who played the war doctor. Uh, now, I, I I considered putting this in news you don't give a shit about I um, give a shit about Sam, until, until, no, not, 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 it. Not there. this, what, this, what <laughs> I'm about to add on to the it. The
5: controversy? Yeah. The, the, the quote-unquote controversy? Yeah. Uh, the, Sam,
3: Sam Heffernan on Shock Monkey's Lair. If you want to see this, he posted it up, and it's ridiculous. A petition uh, of uh, some idiot. The vocal
5: minority of who idiot. yes. yeah. are, are. Are throwing a fit.
0: It's not all men. Yeah. A lot of people go right to, oh, it's all men. No. They're, they're actually, okay. uh, another so great thing that was shared on Facebook was a, a Guardian, I think it was Guardian, um, op-ed written by Colin Baker, where he said, this is great, I think this is a great thing, and it's a wonderful, and he expresses his, yeah. mm-hmm. and he said, I've always actually been a little disenchanted by the people who don't want that. I. He said that he was at a convention, and he actually asked the audience, You know, what do you think about um, uh, a female doctor? And he was actually rather saddened when he said about 20%. A lot of them women were just raised their hands and were like, no, don't Mm -hmm. do that. So one of the big problems we have when we encounter these things and there's an uproar is people instantly go to, oh, MRA, men's rights, assholes, the misogynist jerks. And it's like, that's not always the case. There are sometimes women who speak up about this sort of thing, which is bizarre. Not,
3: I will say most of them are MRA Well, assholes. most of
0: them, the most vocal ones really yeah. are. And, and, and those guys, I, I, did you saw the, the great meme... It came up, oh, I I can hardly wait for the male Wonder Woman and the <laughs> oh, mess, God. right? And and then they did the oh, you mean like Superman and and then um, um, and, and ran through the whole hero from f- his yeah. Marvel. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, Poirot and yeah, right, exactly. Mm. And it was just like
1: that's it, not what he meant. See, you know oh,
0: it, oh. the. the There is no controversy. The anger over it is kind of bizarre.
2: I think it's a very small, very vocal minority from what I can tell. Yeah,
0: and it's exhausting. Yeah. Because actually, I'm hearing about that and I'm not caring. Yep. Mm -hmm. Fuck those guys. But then it provokes this backlash where you get a whole bunch of, Hey, you men, you can suck it because women are taking over and blah, 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 and too bad for you. And it's just like... Oh my God! You know what? You guys are exhausting me too. Right. This is, <laughs> can't we all just get along? This is getting a right? little. This is getting a little ridiculous, folks. Yeah,
2: my my. Yeah, I, was, I think it was Michael Johnson posted a whole thing, ex-
5: going through the whole background of Doctor Who stuff where they've hinted at this for sure. Like the oh, they've in the in the modern series starting with the ninth Doctor, they've hinted at it repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Um, they've flat out shown it right um, in the, ma- the Master. The masters. Well, that
0: for me that was it. When I, when I, because I, I briefly watched a little bit of Capaldi, mm-hmm. and when I put together that Missy was a master, I was yeah. like, oh, well, fuck. Then well, you know what's coming. Yeah. Right? Once and Capaldi's even, done.
5: Yeah. Even before that, when uh, it, it's under Capaldi, when uh, he finally, when he's trapped in this memory sphere thing and he finally comes through and he's on Gallifrey again, mm-hmm. you know, he shoots one of, you know the guards and and he regenerates into a woman Mm -hmm. and she flat out says this was uh you know my only male regeneration all the rest have been female so i mean all the groundwork had been laid prior to this so my
2: my favorite comment was john bean hastings who said but she's got wibbly wobbly bits (laughs) yeah i like that
5: (laughs) that was actually pretty funny
3: i have uh, you know what i've even though I haven't watched Doctor Who since I think maybe the second season of Matt Smith, mm-hmm. I'm very curious. I, I think sure. this I'd like I want to see what storylines this opens up. Yeah, it's back on Netflix I'd be watching it now. There you go.
0: Yeah, it, it you know, it's really funny. I always try. I always watch a couple episodes and eventually I'm t- I've watched a few British series and I've enjoyed them. So I can't sit here and say the way Brits write TV but man, oh man, I just. Oh, it, I get tired. I get just tired quickly. I wonder if you
2: would enjoy Torchwood Born, because it's a. So, I've tried Torchwood. You did? Okay. Yeah, I, I still so. love the series. And
0: I, I've yeah, followed it. And for I love Piccaldi. Uh,
5: decades. Picaldi.
0: God damn you. You've infected <laughs> me, Torgo. What? prefer me? What? <laughs> Andy gave it to you, and now you. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, I got no cavats. Yeah, Capaldi. <laughs> <laughs> kavats, everybody. You hang around these two long enough. And, uh, yeah, Capaldi, I just... <laughs> I love the idea behind him, but, you know, just mm. having an, an older character and stuff. Well, and... And, 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 the, and it what interesting. He
5: did. Yeah, well, it's interesting where they went with that character, too, because this was the regeneration he was not supposed to have. He was supposed to die... Right. As a Time Lord after his 12th regeneration. Mm. And, you know, where they play it from Matt Smith going into Capaldi, it's really fascinating because, you know, he's like, well, this is it. You know, this is really the end. There is no more for me. And then he regenerates into kind of this bitter, older... You know, Doctor, very to me, very reminiscent of the first Doctor mm-hmm. in what little episodes I've seen of the the first Doctor, because so many of those episodes were lost. Right, but it definitely reminds me of that kind of that cranky, uh, you know, I know everything, and why won't people listen to me? And you know, he's like, just you know, if you would just listen to me, these things won't happen. And you know, then he's constantly having to rescue, but poor uh,
0: guy, it's terrible. Must be tough.
5: But no, I, it, I have no problem with it. Um, I mean, shoot, even Matt Smith, when you know when Tennant regenerated into Smith, you know he's pulling his long hair and he's like, "Am I a woman now?" Right? You know, and feels for the Adam's apple and he goes, "Nope, guess not." So, I mean, it's that's <laughs> that what I, <laughs> yeah. I would have felt. for him. I would have gone right for <laughs> the Adam's apple. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's it's television, right? <laughs> and it wouldn't surprise me if they throw in some some jokes like that when I can't she Can't think of his name right
2: now, those Scottish talk show host. Um, Graham Norton? No. Oh wait, no. Scottish talk Ferguson. 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 Craig Ferguson did it. Oh yeah. Did a, um one of his weird musical openings with the puppets and oh, stuff. Oh, cuz he's obsessed with Doctor exactly. Who as well. But he did a whole Doctor Who thing where he had I think it was Smith on there. Um, he's
5: had both But anyways, he anyway, did a yeah. whole
2: song, Doctor Who song and he broke down the whole uh um, positiveness and and you know you know Doctor Who is always positiveness uh, again you know uh, overcomes uh, violence and and forcefulness you know? and positive is not love it overcomes far you know so that, that's kind of the
3: joy of it for me there's a lot of that yeah that's that's something that appealed to me when I was watching it too yeah. I love this next story yes I love this next story so much NBC has set Alec Baldwin to play Colonel Nathan Jessup in the network's latest live-for-TV project, A Few Good Men. Whoa. Really? Oh. Baldwin will star in a live staging of Aaron Sorkin's stage play, A Few Good Men. Until, until now, NBC has been known for broadcasting live Broadway-style musicals. Right. But this will mark the first time the network does a live production of a Broadway drama. Sorkin wow. first wrote A Few Good Men at the age of 26 as a stage play. That premiered on Broadway to critical acclaim in 1989. Three years later, he adapted the play as a feature, and that, too, went on to receive heavy attention, including Oscar nomination for Best Picture. If you're not familiar with the film or the plot, crazy person, here's a brief description. They, the famed play takes place in Washington, D.C. and the U.S. Naval Base in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba in 1986. The original centered on a newbie military lawyer, Lieutenant David Caffey, Daniel Caffey, who comes up against a formidable Colonel Jessup when he's asked to defend three Marines on trial for murder.
2: And that Tom Cruise, right? Was the, Tom uh,
3: Cruise in the uh, Jimmy
2: movie. Moore. Who's playing that role? I don't know. Yeah. That I don't know. And this is you're out of order. The whole court's out
5: of order. Is that no? No. no.
0: <laughs>
2: what's the line? What's the line from that? What's the line from that? There's some big. Did line you order the You, can't handle,
1: the you
5: can't handle you the truth. You can't handle the truth. You fuck That's with it. the wrong
1: marine. Yep. <laughs> uh.
0: <That's it. laughs> Let's see you oh out
1: of corner. Corner. The whole corner's out of order. Everything's out of order. Oh my god! <laughs> what is That's what's that one? That's the
0: Pacino thing. I I forget the name of the title of it. That's almost as good as my Tron bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> almost. Working
1: on that. <laughs> oh god! Oh. There's
5: the title, Matt's Tron bit.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Nobody wants to see Matt's yes. Tron bit.
0: <laughs> I know Tron bit. <laughs> oh, bit. Nice. Boy, oh boy, was Paulette pissed? That's like months old story. I was doing a Gonzo Gamma World type role-playing game bit, and um, one of the things I one of the items I gave them that Paulette kind of attuned to was a bit, just like out of the original Tron. It's just a yes, yes no, no, yes, no, and it was really funny because she keeps trying to make it into a floating. Weapon, Tank, <laughs> you know, aircraft carrier, something or other, and she's like, "All right, can you set up a defensive perimeter around the camp while we sleep?" No, <laughs> and she's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> and it's really it. Everyone else is cluing in. They figured out what the fuck it is. They're just waiting for her because she just needs to ask yes or no questions for information, and she,
3: she. She won't do it. And she thinks it's a, a bag of many things.
0: Yeah, she just, well, a bag of many weapons. I mean, she just, she couldn't weaponize it, and it was just pissing her off. It was hilarious.
2: <laughs> we uh, had a game. Was it the last, was it last week we did it? Where there was a game where we, while we were playing, Paul was listening to the podcast, <laughs> trying to get to something Matt had done.
0: Didn't we talk about that? Yeah, no, it was Matt mentioning that uh, Paulette, uh, oh, what the hell did you mention? We occasionally mentioned Paulette on the show. Yeah, meant, we mentioned something that Paulette did, and so she wanted to hear it.
2: And somebody said it was 10 minutes in. And okay. it, was well, 50 it was 45, minutes in. Well, it was 45
0: in, but he also told her the wrong episode. <laughs> yes, so right. she, she, she went whole 20 minutes into the wrong episode <laughs> before he's like, Oh, I'm sorry, it's uh, Thanos Fist... Uh, Thanos, yeah. Yeah, thon- Thanos uh, thon- Fistball. Yes. <laughs> and then she's like, God damn, and she just... And then she turned off that episode, put on the next one, and listened, <laughs> waiting for that moment. So it was what fun. are
3: you saying about me? And we're about to talk about some Spider-Man. <gasps> so, dun, dun, dun. so if you have not seen it yet and do not want to be spoiled, this will be a spoiler discussion. Uh, this is your time to turn it off and then join us once you have seen Spider-Man Homecoming. Or turn back on next week. So spoilers, you have been warned. Gentlemen, what do you think? I didn't know Peter Parker was
0: Spider-Man. Where the fuck did that come <laughs> from? Yeah. Where was the origin story? Oh, I know. God. That was so fun. God, So many people, that was a pretty good movie, but it needed an origin story. Uh, fuck so you fun. and your origin story. It stories. had a great
2: origin story. It just happened to be the Vultures.
3: Right? Yeah, and that and, was cool. And I do want to applaud how... Wonderful, quick, and basic that origin story was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Everything I needed to know about the vulture was done in 10 minutes.
0: And you know what I think helped? Maybe. Sure. You know what I think helped? They wanted to do the twist with the daughter. Yes. So.
5: But I saw that coming so
0: far.
3: We're going to get to that. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. They wanted to do the twist with the daughter, so they didn't waste time with daddy daughter mother family scenes where he's watching his family slowly fall apart and he needs to do something desperate to help him and get the money or the whatever and i think that had a lot to do with with all of that not doing that not bothering with that really helped make it a nice clear-cut simple and it's uh, such a
2: great motivation he's just a blue-collar guy trying to keep his crew employed Yeah. yeah I
0: mean, until he starts killing them. So <laughs>
2: By accident, the first one. Well, he actually only killed one by accident.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize it was disintegrator ray. Yeah, I thought, thought it was, it was something a, else. Yeah. Anti gravity ray. No. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's true. You're then right. He, he just walked around murder. threatening to kill everybody. Right. He
2: did do a lot of threatening, but it was the only one he actually killed.
0: Oh wow! Wow, Andy the, going really and easy on the murdery. Yeah, that's a uh, wow. accidental
2: murder. It's manslaughter at best.
0: <laughs> it's. It was a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> shocker. Nice use of nice use of that. Yep. So the whole vulture thing, even with the fur-lined uh, jacket, right? Thing, it was really funny. I was looking at that at first, and I'm like, "What kind of statement are they trying?" <gasps> it's oh, an old wait! bomber jacket. I get it. Right, because the old vulture, the ultra back had a little fur line. Yeah. Yep.
5: yep. So. The old bomber jacket. And yeah, the, I
2: expected the uh, when they kept talking about the thing at the end, the. Uh, high-altitude, whatever thing that they kept right. trying going to build. I thought that was going to be a different costume. It was going to be more green and armored like the... Uh, yeah. But,
3: yeah, that's fine. Just one more thing the thing can do.
2: Right. And I love the fact that the wings have propellers built into them, so it
3: actually looks like they'd work. Yeah, the design on Vulture was great. And I... Even though I know it looks ridiculous, I like that original old crooked man Vulture you're a villain. villain, so do I. And um. but I'm very glad they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad the choices they made. For and this.
2: he's he's not a spring chicken. I mean, he's. I mean, you look, when they go in close on his face, the as a line to man. web of yeah yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, I mean, you know, as somebody who studies faces a lot, I mean, I just stared at those those <laughs> creases in his face. I'm like, oh, my Creepy God. Creepy Andy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, I think, uh, uh, didn't Keaton's lawyers actually issue you a cease and desist <laughs> and a uh, restraining it's res- order? It's been
3: rescinded. It's mid-July. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> but every time Keaton is on that screen, mm-hmm. I can't
0: not watch him. Yeah, it was cool.
3: Yep. I, I love watching that man work. The guy
0: I, does only wings. Only hmm, dudes with right. wings. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I love the scene on the way to the prom, where he's <sighs> where he nice. where yeah. He, yeah. he figures he's it all up. it together
3: yeah yeah that you feel that tension build that's a that's Ugh. a well directed scene
0: yeah Tom Holland was really good uh, as soon as the door opened because unlike Inspector Clouseau Gunter <laughs> I was just like what the fuck and then and then Tom Holland's reaction throughout that whole bit was really cool
3: yeah okay let's let's stop here because yes that took me by surprise too i enjoyed that twist okay jeff you you can gloat How, how how did it come together for you
5: well he repeatedly says i have a wife and a daughter to support he says i have commitments that's why he's doing this he says that frequently through the movie so you're thinking okay so he's got a daughter
3: And the woman that Tom Hollins, Peter Parker, is interested in is not a staple Spider Man character. It's not a staple Spider Man character.
5: And using the same cinematic trope that that several films use, it has to be her. Because I was sitting there thinking, okay, maybe it's the, uh, uh, what's the friend with the M? Michelle. Michelle. At at first I was like, no, it has to be the vulture's daughter. Because that would be the dramatic twist you would need to take this film into the third act. Mm-hmm. And you see sure how enough,
0: film school ruins no. movie watching. Oh, it it I really still enjoyed does. the film, yeah.
5: <laughs> but it was just—it it just seemed blatantly obvious to me by the second act that she was going to wind up being the vulture's daughter. Sure. Because why would he repeatedly say? I have a daughter and a wife to think about. Why would he keep saying, this, I'm doing this for them. This this money is to support them. I can't let anything mess All with right. my business.
3: On an unrelated note, I would watch any movie
5: called The Vulture's Daughter. Mm. <laughs> I don't care what it was about. That's a go. good title.
0: Directed by Ed Wood. Mm-hmm.
5: But man, there were a lot of Easter eggs in this film, too. Yeah. Good grief. And the Hulk being in it, I, I mentioned earlier, he actually is in it in uh, his science class. Right. Uh, Tom uh, Spider Man's science class. There's a row of pictures above the chalkboard. The one on the very right-hand side is uh, Bruce Banner. Right. Nice. So they're,
0: they're the great scientists of the world.
3: I I don't know if you're aware of this. The Star Trek Easter egg that's in it.
0: Oh
5: yeah. yeah. Yes. The, the, the
3: boombox guy. Yes. Uh, if you remember Star Star Trek Voyage Home Part Four, where the whale Spock pinches the. Punk on the bus. And yeah. I yeah, say screw you. Yeah,
2: I don't like you.
3: Yeah, that's very actor as that character is in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the guy that's standing next to the guy selling papers, I believe. Yeah, yeah. He when he's shouting down, the shouting up to Spider-Man, asking the to guy do a actually
5: flip. physically holding the boombox, not yeah. not the one that says yes. do a flip. Yeah, yeah
3: guy with the boombox, that is that same actor basically doing and that same And it's the same, same song playing through the yes.
5: boombox. Oh, that's funny. And uh, uh, they talked about how that came about. Apparently, um, uh, shoot, uh, Marvel's head, uh, I'm blanking out on his name right now. Feige? Feige? Yeah, Fige. Apparently is a huge fan of Star Trek Four. Kirk Thatcher, who is the guy that played the punk, was a, was Leonard Nimoy's assistant during Star Trek Four, but then later on became a producer and has done several other things. He had met with Marvel and Fige about something completely uh, unrelated and mentioned that he was about to head to New York. And he's and Fige's like, oh, I, I'm about to go to New York. We're finishing up some stuff on Spider-Man. And he said, basically, Fige talked him into doing a cameo because he said that he was a huge fan of Star Trek Four, loved that scene on the bus, mm-hmm. and asked him if he would do it. And he's like, <laughs> okay, so... Thatcher moved his flight forward to a, a slightly earlier flight. Like, flew like in? Like, 12 hours or something. It yeah. Like, in a red eye. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he, he ended up taking, like, an early morning red eye. They flew in, went and got him in costume, it was about an hour. He goes on, does about an hour's worth of work on set, and then leaves. And now Here's he's your one of the most, yeah, memorable <laughs> moments in the movie. Which Why? is ironic, because now... The Marvel Universe and the Star Trek Universe are connected.
3: Hey, yeah, you like that. <laughs> so bizarre. Does this mean Disney's buying Star Trek? Oh, please oh, don't boy. let
5: that be the case. <laughs> <laughs> I like Disney, but man, they own everything as it is now. Plus, CBS is never going to let that no, license no, of go. Not. And neither will Paramount. I'll tell
2: you what I could use less of in the next Spider-Man movie is the Tony Stark suit, talking to him and stuff. That was cute, but they gave it to him at the end. And I would, I would hope he gave him a stripped-down version. So I, he's not talking to Jarvis the whole goddamn I'm movie. I'm
0: assuming that that is the case. Yeah. Because it was cute. But there was a point where it was sort of like, ah, this really isn't Spider-Man. Right. At his core. Right. And Aunt May, right at the end. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what the... F- <laughs> oh, God. Yep. What a way to end. That was great. Yep. Absolutely. Well,
5: what's interesting, though, and I, I, I was talking about it with uh, Todd and Kirsten before the podcast... Is that the voice in the suit, the Spider-Man suit, is Jennifer Connelly. Right. Who is married to Paul Bettany, who is the voice of Jarvis. And then that, the that, that version of Jarvis becomes the Vision. Right. So now you have two AIs in the same universe that are in real life a married couple. So it's, Which it's really would, kind of funny. Let's
2: bring her in as Acosta. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. there
3: you go. I, I do want to bring up the score. It was really good. I really love the score of this movie. It's not since a Danny Elfman joint have I heard a theme that I'm like, that's the Spider-Man theme. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking the TV one. They made a reference at the beginning, which is great. I absolutely love that. Uh, But the actual uh, orchestral score for Spider-Man, that that reoccurring theme, Mm -hmm. I think is brilliant. It's simple, but it strikes. Mm-hmm. Not
5: to mention the musical choices. The, you know, just the regular songs sprinkled throughout the film, you know. You have the Ramones in there. You've mm-hmm. got freaking...
3: Uh, the, the choice of using the 80s as the theme for the homecoming dance Yeah, mm-hmm. allowed them to use a lot of fun 80s music. <laughs> yep. Save it for later. Like a fine example.
0: But, uh, that was funny.
5: Yep. I like what they did with the slight modification of the characters. Flash is no longer the you know, athletic bully beating up on the nerd. He's just kind of the pseudo alpha nerd mm-hmm. trying to establish his place on the the trivia team. Crap, I can't remember what it's called. The, uh, yeah. the academic academic uh, decathlon decathlon team. I, I can only think of it
2: as schools patch which was a version around what my dad used to be the coach for back in Connecticut. Yeah, um, and it's yeah.
3: also nice to see Martin Starr being Martin Star. He's played the uh, teacher and leader yeah. of the uh, decathlon group. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he used to be in Freaks and Geeks. He right. kind of uh, plays the same okay. character in everything he's in, but he does that character really well. Nice. Well, and that's another thing. They're, they're
5: Fige won't confirm it yet, but he, Martin Starr was in The Incredible Hulk. He was one of the tech guys. He holds up like a slice of pizza oh, when uh, I Banner... I, I had forgotten about it, Temporarily, and then I remembered seeing that in one of the Easter egg things online. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he was that computer tech that holds up the slice of pizza to, um, you know, in the, the the most recent Incredible Hulk. And yeah, then the, the, the other and, cool. And then they were saying maybe that's that same teacher. Maybe he got fed up with mm-hmm. <laughs> science lab and became a science teacher.
2: I do like the modernization and putting him into a, uh, a tech school. Putting him into a. Because, yeah. I mean. Otherwise, that character is sort of stuck in an arty universe version of the of high school and right. <laughs> yeah.
0: you know. The principal in the brief scene where the principal is talking to Parker oh yeah and he's tells uh... don't get to pay. it the the whole office is all these pictures of a World War II, um, Oh right hero and uh, the principal is Japanese and the the pictures are of a Japanese guy who had fought in World War Two. It turns out that the actor performing the principal is the actor who was the Japanese member of the Howling Commandos yeah. in Captain America: First Adventure. Mm-hmm. So the character is, like is, is, a, is a son or his grandson, 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 grandson yeah. of the war hero, and he has you know all sorts of tributes to his grandfather in the office, which was a really fun little touch. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, I, I I was just gonna say that too, and you, yeah, that's, that is really awesome. I didn't
0: even I didn't even realize that until I read it. But just reading about it, I love, I love these little touches that they do. Yeah,
5: I didn't catch that. I, I caught the pictures, and I'm like, oh, that's one of the, the Howling Commandos from, uh, mm-hmm. you know, First Avenger. And I'm sitting there, oh, that's cool. And I'm like, man, well, maybe he's just a fan. And it didn't strike me until I was reading this Easter egg thing that that was the same actor. And I was like, right. oh, shit, he's playing his grandson. And they've brought one of the grandsons in from the Howling Commandos into the uh, um,
2: yeah, well, Agents, of Act- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. yeah.
5: Nice.
2: So it's, yeah. It's all linking together very nicely, uh, and that's why I said last week—I said it on air or not—but the it's so deeply immersed in the Marvel universe. I mean, yeah. this is the
3: first. Yeah, universe. there's there's no if maybe. Yeah. that's
5: well, yeah. The, this the is film, the next MCU movie,
3: and, and film
5: opens up with you know the you know results of the battle for right. New York. I mean, you, they're tearing apart the alien technology and that
2: Vulture origin. Yeah. Feels just like it came out of Agents of Shield. I mean that is I- I'm sure there'll yeah. be some crossover there. Cause, it, it, cause,
0: it, has a, it has a distinct feel like that. The whole salvaging thing. Right, because that's what Agents, a lot of Agents
2: the, of S.H.I.E.L.D. does is deal with the backlash of what's going on with the superheroes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And yeah, I do like the introduction of damage control. Yeah, I was going nice to say, just, and Isn't that supposed
5: yeah. to become a TV series? Or have they been uh, trying to get that to no. work as a TV series? They did a DC version of it, and they were talking no, no, about no, no. it. No, 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 no. No. Marvel yeah. has been actively trying right. to do a TV series of damage controls. So I if Tyne Daily ends up becoming... I've, yeah, I think you talked about it like a year ago. Long, but if
3: it was a while ago, I've seen no movement. Yeah,
5: yeah it's, it hasn't happened yet. But I mean, that is an interesting maybe backdoor... I pilot got a, to get that. I if, got a
3: feeling they were they were watching what's happening with that DC powerless mm, one. Right. And when they saw they're like, mm, maybe not. Right. It,
0: when you get down to it, it's almost like what Andy said. Really, Agents of Shield is going to be the closest they come to a damage control, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. And you know, and it's and, fun that
3: it's out there
0: as a yeah, entity. And, 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 I mean and it's not like damage control was a big popular comic. Right. So the whole powerless people you know, if you don't have superpowers actually showing up in your series, I just I don't know that it's it is going to if, work.
2: I don't know if I have the balls to do it, but it'd be cool to see a damage control arc in Agents of Shield, especially now that they've established um, what's her name from Cagdina Lacy? Lacey. Um, oh, yes. Tyne Daly, yeah, Tyne Daly as as, as you know a, one of the big mucky mucks in damage
0: control. Nice, yeah. She,
3: spoilers, she, seeing so see, yeah, seeing that in Shield would make a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's really funny because I was watching that, and I'm like, wow, she's a white Amanda Waller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and is, and it's, it's really funny because it's like Amanda Waller is a black character. But just watching Tyne Daly, I'm like, she's actually, she would be perfect right. uh, yes. uh, you know, on all other levels as an Amanda Waller. I mean, she, she really has the presence to just totally squish you down no matter how tough you are.
2: I felt for, for Vulture at that point. I mean, I really felt like God damn, he's got the contract here. You're taking it right out from under him. Jesus.
0: That, yeah. And that's
3: one of the great things about that opening origin is that you immediately feel for the villain. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it really makes you side with him for that moment. Right. Uh, let's talk uh, Stingers. You what mean do you, like uh, Scorpion? <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I didn't I know. know. How, yeah. how, do you, how
3: do you feel about the Stingers, gentlemen?
2: I, I honestly didn't I didn't know who the hell he was talking to in the in the, and I had to ask K and K told me the scorpion
1: tattoo on the neck didn't give it away Yeah I missed a miss little it. scorpion I, I Andy
0: that. told you he looks at faces not uh, necks
1: yeah, okay. uh, I next. missed the next not scorpion a neck scorpion too fan. so don't he's feel He's got the neck scorpion he's also got the um whatever that stuff that makes you incredibly strong uh deathlock has it on him though. Oh, oh does he have that on him Yes he has it on him I
2: arm. missed that Oh, that's interesting, because that, they call that scorpion,
5: actually.
1: He's walking, and it's right there, and he's talking to him. I'm like, okay, so he's he's uh, super strong. See, I
5: wasn't sure what that was, because it almost looked like when somebody breaks their arm, and they put the that frame with the pins in it to hold the, the, well, the bones had, in place. It, had, it looked like that, because when he got tossed off the front of the ferry, mm-hmm. he got thrown pretty hard into the ferry and then into the water. So I was wondering if maybe... But it,
1: that... had, the, um, it had the like amber... Uh, colored like, okay. I miss that then.
2: Okay, whatever that. I suspect I'll like see that again. I'll be watching for that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. The, the the stuff that they were using in Deathlock that was that was called Scorpions. Yes. yeah. So that makes
3: perfect sense that
0: they'll extrapolate cool. that into that. Nice.
3: And then the second stinger, in my opinion, the <laughs> the worst stinger since uh, Swarma. Wow, oh, I love on. the Swarma stinger. <laughs>
5: really? Yeah. <laughs> it was so tongue in cheek. It was like. Ever wait for something and then get disappointed that you waited so yeah. long for it? I mean, of course. Torgo was in so the audience. Going, off?
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. He <laughs> <You got,
5: laughs> said everything you needed to know. Right? Wow. <laughs> I, I love that. I'm sorry, man. That's, that's, it cracked ah, me up. Awesome. I could not stop laughing because <laughs> you, if know you what? literally did. You waited all the way through the credits yeah. for that. And it's like, what? This is
2: what we get? <laughs> that was one of the things I was going to say about Galavant is that I realize that it's not everybody's cup of tea because it's just you know musical theater and stuff but also one of the things it does a lot of is breaking the fourth wall which cracks me up hard and I realize that it throws a lot of people a lot of people
1: do not like fourth wall stuff I like how he ends it with I love fourth wall how many more of these yeah Yeah. well yeah (laughs) because they
5: they sprinkle those PSAs through the whole film and especially it's like i uh, pretty sure this guy's that's a war, war criminal <laughs> now, cram- but oh, I still got to show it, so you got to watch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. And <laughs> what cracked me up about that is because I remember uh, in Driver's Ed, the, the guy that was teaching my Driver's Ed class was a coach, and he said, I know this is out of date, but I got to play it, and you got to watch it. My sure. My freaking coach teacher <laughs> said that exact same line. So no. that line in the
0: movie <laughs> just was totally perfect because it truly it your-
5: happens in real life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I also, I don't know if it was deliberate or not. Probably not. But nevertheless, I like the layered irony of the fact that that's Hannibal Burris, who's a stand-up comedian who has a habit of calling it like he sees it with uh, big celebrity people. Sure, I didn't even know that. He's the
2: guy that... He's the the one who... Cosby, right?
0: He did the big... He's the one who got the modern, current movement on Crosby going. Okay. Because he was commenting on Cosby, who was constantly, at, at that time, was just like, you know, kids today, what blacks need to do, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of younger generation people were getting tired of hearing it. And Burris finally said... You're a rapist, and a lot of people were like, "Okay, wait a minute, what?" and that actually gave some momentum to women coming forward and more and more people talking mm-hmm. about it ah, to yeah. the point that the prosecution happened, yep
2: I enjoyed
1: that Peter Parker was a teenager,
0: yes, yeah. and and clearly a teenager not I didn't buy him as a fifteen year old I thought <laughs> he was a, yeah. Too yeah. young. Like, He's
4: certainly
2: more of a teenager than no, no, Toby no. Maguire you, was. You're right or, there.
0: I did not buy him at 15, but I definitely bought him as a high school kid. Yep. He's definitely high school, mm-hmm. and he and Tom Tom Holland. uh oh, what mm-hmm. what a just a, what a great job. Yep. This is a kid who actually does his own part in in holding his own with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's that's something right there.
2: Yep. But he's unsure of himself like
5: he should be. And mm-hmm. yeah, and that's it's
0: yeah. like like Aunt May said, you know, right. going through all those changes and the yep.
5: surprise return of Pepper Potts, too. Yeah. I was just yeah, was I, nice. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Weren't they supposed to be, quote, on a break during civil wars? I no. Yeah. So, yeah, I was interested in how they're going to play that into the next film, if at
3: all. I really wonder if by the end of the movies, if Tony Stark is going to be a villain. That's interesting. I don't know. It's it, it's he seems like one of those characters that goes into gray areas uh with his mind that you know he he's that he feels responsible for everything mm-hmm. that he's one bad day that quite away from, away from just breaking
2: it. Well, they, I don't think they'd pull it that far, but I could certainly see them doing a, a movie where he does have that bad day, and then there's some sort of time travel aspect, and the whole thing is trying to undo that bad day.
5: Well, you got glimpses of it in Iron Man 3, where, you know, when he thought Pepper was dead, and, you know, he was about that's, ready that's, to just fucking kill everybody. That's what
3: I mean, because I, I don't think Paltrow is long for the Marvel Universe, yeah. either. All right. That Especially
5: if, with
0: all the
3: external... If they kill Pepper, what that would do to mm-hmm. the Tony Stark character they've built...
5: Right.
0: But in what movie? Because Infinity War is definitely Thanos collecting the gems and using the
5: sure
2: the gauntlet. So it would have to be like a Civil War, too.
3: Mm. It would have to be after Thanos. And who's to say that Thanos is the villain of part two? Just throwing that out there. Yeah.
0: Mm. That'd be I, cool, I, actually, if they beat Thanos and then he took the glove. And yeah. They- Wow. I do have to
3: say, and then uh, he then he uses that to. I think we're build a, the utopia that he needs. If Pepper dies, he brings her back. See, now we're back to the his uh, family back drives him mad. Shit! What is it? The uh, the British
2: Captain Marvel, um, Captain Britain? No, no, no. Um, there's a character the the Miracle Man. That's a Miracle Man because Miracle Man does that the Ozzy at the end of the Miracle Man series. He, he becomes a fa- I think I mentioned this last week or the yeah. week before. Yeah, he it might, he might have. Be, he mind. becomes, the, at the end of Miracle Man, he sort of becomes a fascist dictator hmm. and makes re- rebuilds the world in his, you know, in a liberal image. But, you
5: know, it's a lot of forced stuff that's good for you. Yes. Mm. I do have Not to say... Not saying it's going to
3: happen, but I think it would be interesting if it did.
5: I do have to say I was really pleased that Happy got a really <laughs> solid oh, role yeah. in the film.
3: I mean... <laughs> yeah. It was it was
5: awesome to see him do that.
3: That was yeah. This this was nearly I would say it was nearly an Iron Man movie, but it was certainly an Iron Man adjunct movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anything else about Spider Man, gentlemen?
2: I'm eager to see it again. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. And I'm not that way about every superhero movie I see. I, sure. I, I enjoy a lot of them. Go, That's I, great. Yeah, this I just want to go back and see stuff I missed.
0: Well, you like this one because he said multiple times, don't go into kill mode. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And Andy's just like, <laughs> yeah, this is how I like my superheroes. Mm. It's the kill mode. No, don't it's the kill
3: <laughs> One thing I love about Spider-Man that I don't see a lot in other superhero movies is that whole friendly neighborhood aspect mm-hmm. going after small crimes mm. s- stopping you know petty theft or robberies or whatever oh you'll be seeing I, I, I see a lot of you know superheroes going for stopping the big apocalypse but i liked them to see the man of the street stuff that's, too. you'll well, be seeing a lot of that in defenders once you get through you know new oh, cage, cage and you know, yeah.
2: power man yeah and yes. glow's
3: Glo, part of that too right and they arrest the oh, yeah, attention the defenders yeah. okay
2: Glow is yeah. actually uh, what uh, is part of Alias origin.
0: Ah, of course, she's a wrestler. Yep. In fact, you have to watch. You, know, you have to finish Jessica Jones now because. Oh, you know. I, wa- I want, love Jessica Jones. So you're just, you're just not. I'm watching. halfway through Cage. You're halfway through Cage. Yeah. I know you got I'm time to watch Cage. all of Glow. Oh. You should have. Oh
3: my. Yeah, I know. Glow's episodes are half hour. They're easy to punch. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I watched all of friggin' Gallivant in two days while I was working on stuff. It was
3: just like boom. And that's just it. I can't do other things while I'm Right. Doing that. I, yeah. if I'm watching Cage I'd gotta sit and watch Cage. Yeah.
2: Gallivant did not require my full attention. One of your days off. Just I'll fucking watch it. I'll get there and you I'll can get do it the, I'll the get, whole day. Oh, dude, bam. he's got
0: the VR. He's, uh, yeah. he's never going back to T V <laughs> no, yeah. Unless they that's put Luke point. Cage in VR.
3: What would you like to see in VR? VR? Write Christmas. to us comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo.
2: 80s Joe. Commander K. Back Jack Dandy. Sweet Christmas. And we'll talk to you next
0: week in geek. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be your new nickname. Mm. <laughs> this is Sweet Christmas. That's mm. good cavat. Sweet Canada. Cavat.
3: Mm. It's good Canadian kavat. Christmas. Listen, if you you put a little rum on the cavat, mm. it's so good. Just mm. yeah, mm. just a little bit. Touch
0: there. Touch of that. Touch of nutmeg. Mm. Ah. Just don't spill any on your cravat. <laughs> <Crabby. laughs>